I started it last week, so you guys got to start it, because I'm going to end it well with the emotional stuff. All right, let me tell you about the with story. With the emotional stuff. All right, let's check out the story, right? My friend's girlfriend, right? She- <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. <laughs> She's going out drinking, right? You told me this story last week. Listen to this. <laughs> and you listen? Not really. She came home, right? <laughs> He doesn't shave his pubes, right? <laughs> Come on. He's so Come on, man. You don't need to shave your pubes, guys. You just got to trim it. <laughs> That's the thing. Is It's a lot harder for guys to shave down oh, no, there. Oh, no, 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 no. Because we They're got wrinkly trimmed. ball They're not sacks. fucking... I'm not over here fucking 1980s, okay? They're somewhat what, trimmed. Uh, what, what measurement do you use on your trimmers when you trim your, your pubes? What, me, what, what? Use a one, a two? I... I use skill. It's called skill. Scissors, you mean? And I just go over the top like, oh. You don't oh. use any fucking Hell no. attachments? It's uneven as fuck. <laughs> See, that's why you're getting, that's why you got to literally brush puke out of your pubes. That's the, that's why. See, I put it on a one. Really? So I use the one attachment. Like I have, I have, I used to cut my own hair, but then I was like, like no. the actual, like the big clipper clippers one? Yeah. I used to use it for my hair. I used to cut my own hair. And I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to a serious barber, classic barbershop on fucking Prater. But, <laughs> Shout out. So I just, so now I just use my trimmers just to, just for my pubes. Wow. That's no, I, I always use like the little beard trimmers and stuff. I just use those. Whenever it gets like a force, I start just trimming it down. <laughs> All, <laughs> yeah, uneven too. Yeah. <laughs> All uneven and All uneven I mean, it, it's my not shit's uneven a lot. Is like, you can't meat. tell. <laughs> you can see so much skin because the hairs are so fucking short. They're not in the way. Girls don't get fucking giant pubic hairs caught in their teeth. Well, not that long. They're like, looks like, like a, max half inch. But he cuts them so they look like a fucking line, navy lineup. You know what I mean? They're all like st- <laughs> yeah, but if she fucking, tall with the she fucking deep throats your dick, she's got like fucking nose hairs all. <laughs> she got like I mean, her nose is fucking just stuffed with your fair. pubic hair. That don't, that don't happen to me. That's talking fair. about that's what I'm saying. That's fair. I mean, I trim around it the base. It gets scary. It I gets mean, scary because you gotta hold yeah. your balls. Trim around the base. You gotta hold. You gotta hold your balls real carefully and you just like. Just Dude, I straight razor my balls. Next time, like razor that's scary on balls. As fuck. Boop, boop. Uh, even like a little bit. You don't do that. A little bit on the shaft. Such boop on the shaft. No, take, I do. You need to get your shit rock Dude, hard. and it gets smooth as fuck. It's awesome. <laughs> but the pubes? Do you use aftershave? Nah, no. I don't use aftershave. Sometimes, yeah, I clip it. Sometimes you, you need to get your fucking South Tower fucking straight, standing tall, and then you got to take that shaver like it's like it's. A you always want to get right? hard. It makes like it, it so much easier if you're hard. You got to mm-hmm. take the shaver like it's a plane, right? Also, you got to jam you're... that plane into that South Tower, no. and then you got to sh- shave around. If you jam, you're you gonna cut I mean? your dick skin. Come on. <laughs> no, you want to get a boner. That way, your dick is nice and straight, so you can trim the hair that's on your dick. I just right? get like a chub. Also, chubs work. Yeah. I think a boner is the best thing. <laughs> no, look at some porn. Oh, no, no. Look you, at some you, porn. You stopped and said, I think boner's the best. That's what you need to stop there. I think uh, it works. Early. So watch some porn while you're trimming your balls. And also, when you get a what? boner, you know, you're, you're fucking, your ball sack doesn't hang as low. It gets it, it gets up. It gets oh, I only in trim in the shower. You're saying so you trim out of the shower? Right before the shower. No, wait. I'm only trimming in the shower. I ain't oh, getting out, electrocuted? Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're plugged in. <laughs> I only trim at work on the line. <laughs> Just gotta trim your balls, bro. If if we've stood by anything for these past fifty nine weeks, it's trim your balls. Is it fifty nine weeks? Fifty nine weeks, Eddie. We're getting old. Oh, all right. Ah, uh, so listen up, scoop close to your host with the most. Chris Smith does he boast? We toast as we roast any little problem, and we'll fix it in post. Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me? Eddie, your baby's dad, and he's spitting comedy, mad at days. Boy, and I got a buck. I wanna be, I gonna be a hit with a hook. I'll turn your face into a tragedy. Steve B with chemistry. Got my recipes and melodies, aggressively, especially using dark humor as what we Mentally haunting all your dirty thoughts, like an entity, no empathy. 
just credibility. Discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, pregnancies, tendencies, therapy, heavily, alcoholic cast is totally the best. I'm telling you guys, they're pro me all day. They're the best. Alcoholic cast, you guys. If you stick with them, they're gonna show you that I'm the fucking best and you get some breasts. Welcome, 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 welcome. True, totally true. This is the Alcoholic Cast. We are your hosts. I am Chris Smith. To the right, I got Dr. Dadney, PhD. To the left. Let's go, champ! <laughs> <laughs> My bad, I didn't mean to scare you, Adney. <laughs> <laughs> Steven August Borges. I'm champ, though, so you kind of mix that. We're all champs, champ. <laughs> you got a stark case and pretty much a stark mug. You're pretty Game of Thrones out right now. That no, was you, on accident. Your shirt, yeah. your shirt's not matching it. Next time yeah, you gotta man, go with you gotta the Stark assault, shirt. <laughs> like everything about me right now. <laughs> what the fuck did I do to you? I, I liked the theme. Okay, assault, assault wars were fought over salt. In the history of that is that where in you're the going? History of that. <laughs> is that where you're going? Okay. That was an accident. But this is all premeditated. <laughs> did you guys see that CIA thing though? I know we have other ones. The CIA documents that were leaked. So WikiLeaks unleashed today that the CIA they just followed the CIA around essentially online. They were like following around seeing what the CIA does and they found out that the CIA has more child spying. porn than any <laughs> <laughs> No, more, it's research. <laughs> more spying capabilities than the NSA and the FBI and everyone else combined. And spy apparently spy. CIA is the one that's going to get us. But apparently <laughs> they released Don't don't scare the listeners, dude. <laughs> but apparently they're going to be fine. We're releasing the stuff down, about Adam, Russia the CIA is going to get you and everything. So I don't know. There's a whole little craze behind it. The internet's going pretty crazy over it. There was a, it was a huge document, so like I couldn't really what? delve into and it. And Donald Trump's been uh, talking what? nonstop what shit about it. What document? Yeah, Donald Trump's been sitting there. How big See, was it? I told you. <laughs> Fake news. I told you. How big was oh, the shit. document, Chris? Huge. It was huge. <laughs> huge. 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 So huge. <laughs> So, I mean, that is something we should, uh, everybody should kind of look into, kind of, yeah, because start Googling hard. shit like that, and you won't get flagged. <laughs> no, you won't get flagged. <laughs> I mean, that we don't do anything. Like, we're not, like, criminals, you know? We're not, I'm like, just saying. Criminals, you know? Dude, my, my friend at work, I Dude, was like... Dude, you've been to jail recently. Yeah, but it doesn't mean <laughs> you're a criminal. Wait, wait, don't talk to yourself like that. <laughs> Dude, my exactly, friend... Exactly, we are all criminals. I just think it'd be nice if everybody read up on this so then everybody fucking knew what the fuck was going on and we don't have to fucking guesstimate don't and then sit here and take Trump at face value when we don't fucking know and all that. I just think it would be nice. That's yeah. all. Anyways, Is that your first current event? move on to our other current <laughs> No, um... First and foremost, we need to talk about Chance, the three-time, three-time Grammy winner... Donating a million dollars to Chicago Public Schools. It's absolutely incredible. A million dollars. What does Chance do? Chance doesn't sign with the label, does refuses money when he gets offered money, makes it big, wins Grammys, all the money starts flowing, and then he literally turns around and dumps it into the community that he grew up in. And this directly relates to what Common was talking about last week. I was going to bring the cities of Chicago. You can, or in the neighborhoods of Chicago, it's a fucking struggle. They're, they're, the schooling is horrible. And it's funny because Common brought that up in 2000. And this is 17 years later. And Chance is finally someone that is actually bringing the fight to the fucking floor. And he was the first to donate a million fucking dollars. And now he's challenging governments and agencies and all these other fucking things around Chicago to support. He's like, okay, I did my part. What are you guys going to do? I, I can't and believe now he, there's just donation after donation. I can't believe he basically in. just handed a million dollars to Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> <laughs> no, or what, what the fuck is the uh, Secretary of Education adding? 
What's her name? DeVos. Be- oh, Betsy, yeah, Betsy, Betsy DeVos or DeVos, DeVos, whatever. Yeah. She she was like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Public <laughs> school. But yeah, well, yeah, sure, now we can go into the public schools. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry about yeah. it. Now we I can, got you. Now we can finally put all those guys up to guard from bears. <laughs> <laughs> like, Chance just paid for the best oh. anti-bear <laughs> fucking security system Chance ever. Chance the rapper just paid for the bears. That's it. <laughs> the, the bears. The bears. Fucking dog. Uh-oh. But yeah, that's Dog's it's absolutely amazing because like a common kept talking about how it's poor education because kids aren't learning. He didn't learn from school; they had to learn on the streets. That's where they got their education. Is and what's this the, is the said in the song? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I literally. I thought you said change. <laughs> I, I thought you said change. I apologize. You always do that. I'm excited. <laughs> it's hilarious watching them react as opposed to like, <laughs> once we can get some cameras on there. Fuck. Go ahead and say, no, uh, <laughs> say it again. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, like. <laughs> but, uh, Can you bear me too? But <laughs> I can't do it now. <laughs> no, I'm not editing any of that out. You got it. It's fucking hilarious. But uh, and then but like talking about that and how the, that's where it all starts. It's like the lack of education. Where, where do you have to get it then? Like when you grow up on the streets, you learn from the streets because school doesn't seem important to you because the schools don't care. You know, if the teachers and like the the, the board and like the schools themselves don't seem to care about education itself like why would you as a kid how are you going to get a kid to really care about what their, their well-being or anything like that how is you gonna a parent gonna expect to teach their kid the right way to go when the school is complete shit and this- when you have people who are actually putting money into the system like money's not coming from anywhere else the government isn't fucking taking like we spend like what 10 billion dollars every day and on, on on fucking more tanks and then, <laughs> like, instead of like educating our populace, and no, it's it's completely true. And you know the well, silver lining in this whole thing can be tank experts, though. Is that chance? That's actually the thing, though. Like, generals suspended. are actually saying that we don't really need tanks anymore. Like, they're telling like the fucking government, like, stop making tanks. We need this is not wars aren't fought with tanks as much anymore. We have You're, other technologies uh, that we fight wars with. Make I'm a fan else. of tanks. I'm a fan like, of tanks. It's, it's They're become, a classic maneuver, maneuver move. And it's become a, like a job program, basically. That's yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And the silver lining in this is that Chance actually got suspended when he was a sophomore, and that created his 10-day mixtape, which launched him into the rap career. So really, the person that suspended him is kind of... Thing? He got suspended for hitting someone over. So, the, he got suspended for hitting like, someone. It's like a fucked up little like, loop. Okay, so you're spending all like a million fucking dollars you're giving to schools to help like educational programs and like teach kids, and yet your success is due to not being at <laughs> school. Know. It's kind of fucked up, right? That's crazy. But, um, to your point about Betsy DeVos and like the Department of Education getting it, he actually set up his own charity and did everything that way, and then he's donating the charity. It into his own. I don't think it's his. I think it might be his dad who runs the charity or whatever, but they're not just giving it to the government or to the city of Chicago. It's going to a specific charity that he feels is going to actually be in Chicago, be on the ground floor, and actually making a difference. He needs so. to go there like Bill Burr would and start handing out money to black kids. Just like, <laughs> You get you're like That's Oprah, not, like Chance the Oprah. It's yeah, just fucking. Without, you get some cash. You get some cash. Everybody gets some cash. Like, yeah. Everybody like, gets drugs. Like reparation, <laughs> like reparation and to, Chappelle show. They have to be taught how to properly use money. Seriously. KFC, fucking <laughs> a KFC chicken is now thirty dollars a bucket. <laughs> because, like Bill Burr himself points out, it's like he like athletes and artists and everyone who gets a lot of money out of nowhere. They always spend it on dumb shit yeah. because they have no idea what to do. With it. They haven't been educated. I don't know how do you handle money yeah. <laughs> and especially th- like 
you know, it's, yeah. Anyways. It's like, so anyways, they, they, once they, again, they, chances amazing. Yo, and I was going to say, like, the, it, it's just like the South Park episode. Don't spend any money. It's like, no, you need to spend money to help the economy <laughs> out. And it's it's the same fucking thing. But, uh, no, that's fucking epic. And what's funny is people always are willing to talk shit about, you know, famous people. Oh, get out of politics and things like that. But look at, uh, for instance, no one talks about Kaepernick anymore. But he actually set up a bunch of programs that donates like a third of his check. Something crazy that's like that. That's why they don't talk about programs. it Exactly. And he's done. he's actually done a lot for fucking children. And no one's talking about it at all. And he's done a lot for communities. He's donated a Fuck ton of money. I don't know how he's donated a fuck ton of money because all his money was in guarantees that he did not live up to. <laughs> so like he doesn't have a lot of money. So yeah, I mean I can go donate twenty bucks right now. That's probably all he's donating. No, I'm talking about his contract was basically a guaranteed God, contract. God damn it. How many? J- jury just, duty? I, just, I forget to turn. For no, the thousandth time? Meaning that, okay, so he had a three-year contract, but he had to meet certain stipulations. You need to throw 35 touchdowns. You need to make sure that we win nine games. So there was all these stipulations inside of his contract when he signed, and then he didn't meet any of them, so he only got about half of what his contract was. I want to say his contract was around like $60 million. For like three years, a third of that is still twenty million. You're Don't right. You're right. Colin, but he didn't get the sixty million because he didn't deliver. So he got thirty million. Maybe a third yeah. of that is ten million. Okay, ten Fair. million dollars, Colin, Chris. I mean, right. that's ten times as much as Chance Rapper donated. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to keep this up? <laughs> no, you're right. It says Colin Kaepernick has uh, has done well on donating the million million dollars that he promised. He's donated a million so oh, far. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, oh see, ha, ha, we're tied. All right, <laughs> we're tied. And Chance right. is on side. Ha. Hey, so is Kaepernick now, homeboy? What? No, he'll be. He's on, that's boom. That's fair. Sucking out of more than NFL than you do. It's NFL, it's NFL right? <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I don't even know how I knew he was on sign. I just wait, saw an article. <laughs> oh man, what's gay Disney? Disney. <laughs> what's gay Disney? Perfect segue. What's gay? So uh, as we as we everyone knows, they're making a live action version of Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Knows- as everyone knows, okay. Disney is gay. Starring, All right, uh, next topic. Starring uh, Hermione Granger and Hermione uh, Granger. Luke Evans and uh, Josh Gad, who Josh Gad famously in the Book of Mormon, he was like the comic relief in the Book of Mormon, the play by the South Park. I, mean, I haven't from, seen the you know play. from Frozen. He plays uh, he the played Olaf. Snowman, Olaf, yep. Oh, okay. Have you, has he been in any actually like where I've he's seen his face? He's been in a lot of fucking movies. He's yeah. on TV all the time. If you you've seen him, you're working as a yeah, rocker. Have you seen the rocker? Him and Emma Stone. It's one of their first movies. Just no, look look up his face. You'll you'll recognize who, him immediately. Who is it again? Josh Gad. Josh Gad. G A D. And like you, like Adney said, he is the comic relief in uh, Book of Mormon. He's actually he was the main person oh, in. Okay. But anyways, uh, so in the he's also gonna be he's gonna be like because of course in Beauty and the Beast. You have Gaston, who's like this fucking arrogant, fucking super buff, super good-looking asshole guy. And he has this little tiny buddy who's fat and just loves Gaston and helps sing about how great Gaston is. That's who Josh Josh Gad is playing. He's big, though. He's tall. And Luke Evans uh, is going to be playing Gaston, who I, I think that's perfectly cast. Um, Wait. So you say that there's in, in the movie it's this this buff handsome dude who has this little buddy that goes around and like writes songs about him. Yeah. Is that like you and I? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, here's Batman a- song. How do you listen up? It's for you, man. <laughs> the thing is, um, and uh, apparently, uh, there's some controversy because uh, there's gonna. Luke Evans is easily mixed up with. 
Orlando Bloom, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they do look very similar. So Luke Evans looks more mature, looks older, and I think is more handsome. I think <laughs> I agree. I'd I say agree. Orlando Bloom is boyish. <laughs> That's where well, Luke Evans is manly, manly. as fuck, and he, he's actually gay in real life, by the way. Dude, no way, yeah. Yeah. dude. Him and NPH, uh, dude, that'd be Orlando. a sexy power <laughs> <laughs> couple, dude. NPH Evans. <laughs> Orlando Bloom caused the war Luke. in Troy. Fuck Orlando Bloom. He's <laughs> shit. He's always causing wars. Look at Dar. Uh, look at like fucking uh. Name another J. one. J.R. Rowling. The, 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 the <laughs> fucking. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the nope. Rings. Nope. Lord of the nope. Rings. <laughs> he didn't even. No, he did nothing to start anything. Oh, that was hilarious. That's what they all say. Lord did, of the Rings. Do That's racist against elves. Part two. Elvis. Elvis. What are you talking about? Not you, Elvis. <laughs> Steve, you wanted to bring this up. Did you read the actual articles? Nope. Neither did I. Um, um, but oh, I know. No. I think what they're. I think what the problem is because they keep showing pictures of Josh Gad. I think what they're implying is that in the movie, the live-action version, uh, I know Josh Gad's character is going to be gay in the actual movie. Openly gay. It's the first time they've ever, they're going to have an openly gay character. You mean character. Disney, Disney is going to have Disney, an openly yeah. gay yeah. It's the first time they're ever going to... I did read a little bit, but they're, it's the first time they're going to have an actually Skimmed. openly gay character in the fucking movie. On screen. On screen, and it's a live-action. People are losing their fucking minds. They're and by people, out. we mean Christians. <laughs> <laughs> we mean liberals. What you mean? Oh, oh shots fired! You, no, it's conservatives. No, that would be conservatives. Oh damn man! Okay. How shots fired, conservatives? <laughs> <laughs> Saved it. You calm, <laughs> fucking calm down, Link, and just, like, just edit that out. <laughs> edit out that first yeah. joke. By the way, you don't want to do it like this, man. You what you really want to do? Oh, you want to use your back okay. muscles? You want to use your back muscles? Keep your elbow high. You want to look at so, so I was imitating that I was firing a bow, and Adney is just making like this. Is anybody at the archery place asked you about your fucking your your tattoo? No, then no. Yeah, it's a bow and arrow. It's, it's not. A, I mean, it's, it's an spear. arrow. It's a spear. It's, it's an a arrow. Spear. It's a fucking. It's an arrow. Spear. <laughs> it's a spear. Oh, I read the books. I read the books. Spear. A I read the guy with those books. A fucking spear. <laughs> what? Uh, Anyways, but yeah, so. They're gonna have an openly gay character, and people are losing their fucking minds. Or they're actually creating petitions. There's a petition to get the movie fucking banned, or like to get it taken off screen. Like they're fucking pissed. Oh, you didn't care about the Nazi shit that that fucking <laughs> Walt Disney used to do. Oh, but this bothers you. Openly gay. Oh, you don't care that in the movie well, to she fair, gets kidnapped no. by a fucking water buffalo, and that the water buffalo. <laughs> totally oh no, like, but it's the water buffalo taking advantage of the human. It's not a human taking well, advantage of the animal. Them. She falls in love with them. Oh no, no, she falls in love them because you've heard a thing called Stockholm Syndrome uh, <laughs> it's when you fucking fall in love with your captor it happens in a lot of things because it's a survival instinct you'll do whatever you can to survive so you, it's like the um, the girl that got kidnapped in Tahoe one of the biggest fucking kidnapping cases ever I can't remember her fucking name and I'm getting yelled at right now Hattie Jenkins no what who Rihanna <laughs> no 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 she was murdered not kidnapped um, that's the only person I know from around this area that was like a huge case for me personally that's the only one anyway like what the funny thing is that like, Christians are okay with watching live action bestiality that's okay as long as nobody's fucking gay jc yeah. <laughs> lee dugard that's what sort of the name is okay. and she was like it's the same thing she was had kids with this guy and then once he took them out to get them into school 
she like somebody said this seems a little odd and they pulled her aside and she goes yeah this is my name and this is what happened. She was with him for like 30 years. He wait, had her whoa, in the backyard. Wait, 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 you can't just breathe. I don't, I have like, Sorry, so I'm in a listener's point of view right of now. Most, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking as about. As someone who's from Urington, you should know about this. It's one of the most famous cases yeah, in true crime in Tahoe. This girl got kidnapped. What? Why? Wait, hold on. What is the connection of Urington and Tahoe? It's worldwide, but it's closer <laughs> to here. It's, it's in closer. Nevada, bro. All right, that's You fair. should know about everything but that I goes on in your state. I true crime. It's home. So I stay, my lane is a, completely mm. away from that. Hey, did you hear about, nope, no, no. No, 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 Pretty no. much the only reason I knew about Brianna Dennison was because I drive around and there's ribbons what everywhere. What the fuck is these blue ribbons everywhere? Starts <laughs> <laughs> ripping them down. <laughs> but the point is, a girl got kidnapped and she fell in love with her captor. Okay, I didn't know that. And I didn't know. He and was literally trying to explain to you. And that's what happened with Beauty and the Beast. She gets kidnapped basically <laughs> by her captor. And he, that's what inspired the Disney movie. Because <laughs> this little cunt fucking rich kid, this little fucking Baron Trump, opens the door up and he's like, What the fuck you want, you old hag? And then she's like, That's what it was. No, here's the thing is, like, he's what? The whole thing is, uh, 21 birthday, right? Like he's gonna, yeah. like he has to fall in love by the time he's 21. How long has he been this? What for seven years? He was a kid. He told a it was like ten years something like that. No, you're not allowed in my house. You yeah, he was fucking ten, It was like kidnapping pedophile so, piece of shit. Yeah, you guys are talking about the movie. Beauty and the Beauty. Beauty. Okay, so yeah, like, so he's basically 11 years old. He's 11 years old, alone in a castle. His parents are who the fuck knows where. He has servants. Maybe they die with fucking Frozen's parents on that fucking Maybe, boat. Yeah. Who knows? Because all the Disney movies are connected. Maybe Trump killed him. Wait, know. is that a personal theory or is that like a real that's a, thing? That's a theory. That's, a, that's an actual theory. Because actually, and Disney confirmed that like, and I'm not going to get into this. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, but basically, this kid, like he's Three 20. Three hours like, later. <laughs> and that's why Beauty and the Beast sucks. <laughs> Let me tell you why Beauty and the Beast sucks, though. Uh, because the movie starts like, okay, so you, he's, 21, he's 20 years old. The Beast is 20 years old. And he has to fall in love by his 21st birthday or the flower is going to wilt and then he'll stay a beast forever. He has to learn about love. And <laughs> he has to make somebody fall in love with him and it's the whole thing. As a so, beast. So listen, 21. 21 years old. <laughs> And he's and this has been this way for ten years. So he was eleven years old when the, when he turned into a beast. And what's the story of what happened? Why did he get turned into a beast? He was in his castle. Some old lady knocked on the door and asked, like, "Can I stay the night?" And he said no and closed the door. And she's like, "How dare you? Just because I'm ugly, you shunned me. You're a cruel ruler." And decided to turn fucking curse him for eternity. Uh-huh. And here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you, I didn't know that part. I'm gonna turn the sprinklers on if you don't get the fuck off my here's property. He's 11 years old, home alone, telling a stranger that she can't come into his home. That's what he should have done. Yeah. We have three <laughs> movies about it. It's called Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He didn't do any booby traps or anything. He could have. He could have. He has, he has people that could have murdered him. Like I've always he's said. Like I've always said. He's got servants that could have murdered this bitch. Since I was a kid, I've always said, be more like Macaulay Culkin. I've always said that. Be more I've Culkin. Be more Culkin. Be more Culkin. Actually, what's his, what's his name in the movie? He's like... McAllister. Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Kevin McAllister. But <laughs> God damn, how do you what? <laughs> sticky bandit and shit. <laughs> but so, she could have been a sticky bandit. That's why he didn't sticky let her bandit. in. He's like, I've seen Home Alone, bitch. Get out of here. But he didn't let her he in because home, she was like, ugly. His fucking parents. Not, he she, did the right thing. She was like, I'm just because I'm ugly, and he's like, No, you are you're, you're a stranger. You're trying you're, you have a Mormon Bible in your hand. You have a Mormon Bible in your hand. I'm not letting you into my house. Okay? Here's another thing. 
everything. Here's everything. They're like, oh yeah, but he's an asshole in the movie. The whole movie's an asshole. He's it's like, yeah, he was turned into a monster, a water buffalo at 11 years old. <laughs> You're not gonna be an asshole. I know some girls that were turned into water buffaloes at 11. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking dude, dude, uh, that's like got in high school. Oh, you wouldn't be mad. Expert. You wouldn't be mad. Oh, I'd be Come mad. On. Oh, you'd be mad. Oh, I'd be pissed. Dude, dudes get pissed off when they don't get laid for a month, mm. let alone 10 years where you can't even jerk your own dick, really. First off, you have the ability to turn someone into a water buffalo, and you can't turn yourself into a beauty Oh, she fucking... can. No, she does, actually. Oh, like, but, that, but she, she just wants to randomly go, go to this rich kid and make exactly. make him suffer. For what, bitch? Is this your kind of game? Because he's bored. Because he's bored. She it's, attacked him because he's rich. She must have been... Shit on by the Trumps of the world so much to the point where she's on a vendetta against just rich people. Oh, you got a mansion? You're about to get turned into I a think he right? probably had autism. That's why they left him alone. <laughs> like, they <laughs> abandoned him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what you did back then. That's what you did back then. We all know the Spartans. It's either you abandon them or you throw them off a cliff. And maybe they were like, well, you get the castle. You get a helmet and a castle. That's all. That's it. No, because you, you also got uh, Mrs. Potts, uh, Lumineer, uh, Cogsworth. Those were his actual caretakers, and they were specialized in the mentally disabled. <laughs> oh, that's right. Fan theories, boys. Whoa. We're getting at it. Maybe it's all in his own head, like Jacob's Ladder. So this whole thing is actually what really happened is he let the old lady in to be a kind, nice kid, and the old lady came in and then murdered him and boiled him and ate him in a fucking stew. Mm-hmm. But in his last minutes of being boiled alive and he's hallucinating <sighs> in his last few agonizing seconds of life, An he imagines a world like, I wish I would have never fucking let her in, and here's how life could have been. It could have been <laughs> there could have been magic, and there could have been these magical, and that, that's why the fucking candle is named Lumineer. Yeah, that's why the person who gets turned into a clock is Cogsworth. That's why the fucking Mrs. Potts gets turned into a pop. Why are these names so connected to the thing they turn into? Because it's a kid hallucinating who's being eaten by an old hag, man. And Jacob's Ladder! And, and it's the, old Jacob's Ladder! Yes. And the message behind it is, it's better to be eaten alive by an old hag than to turn into a water buffalo. That's the message Disney was trying to we get across. We nailed it. Boom. We know. Next topic. <laughs> All right. So, oh, I'm so I want to talk Did about we go overboard. overboard on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait, what you want to talk about? Segment half. Segment Fucking dare you. <laughs> but seriously, I want to talk about overboard. <laughs> I had it. We could talk about that movie again. That was fun. Side note, <laughs> I've never seen Jacob's Ladder, so that reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we've no, already moved on. Don't overboard. No one else listening. <laughs> that was just me and you. That's, That's a, a punch him up. Kind of deep... Once again. Yeah, I just punch him up. But there is a movie that. Is on Hulu called The Voices that does do <gasps> that same thing. Dude, that was like my, one of my favorite movies. Dude, it's so good! Oh my god, <laughs> it's one of the best movies. It's so it's good. Tell me about Ar- it. Yeah, arguably, arguably Ryan Reynolds' best movie. Ryan Reynolds' best movie. I'm gonna say it's, Deadpool. What about Deadpool? Watch The Voices. It's okay? so it's good. It's fucking incredible. Adney was telling me about it. Oh, also, I saw a preview for. Um, I've watched it like six times. <laughs> How to be a Latin lover looks hella good. Oh, you watched the <laughs> dude him training the kid. Oh, dude, so cool. I love the whole idea of the premise. I'd be premise. a Latin lover. That sounds like a porno. Adney talked about it. Yeah, I remember when I talked oh, about, like... Fucking, it's an old, it's an old hack. Should I learn? Movies, <laughs> movies of the first uh, six months coming out this year. Right. I mentioned how to be a Latin lover. But um, anyways... I asked him if it was starting. Seriously, check out Pedro Pascal. Seriously, check out The Voices. Yeah. Uh, with Ryan Reynolds, uh, his best movie. Amy Adams is in it, too. I'm sorry. Um, it's the girl from... Anna Kendrick. Perfect. Yeah, sorry. I don't and know And Jimma Arterton. Just, just ask Annie what's... 
<laughs> and it's it really great. I don't know like, why so I don't... real quick, that guy say. So Ryan Reynolds, he has a lot. He's he's fucking crazy. He, uh, he his mom was oh, so was good, insane, dude. and it's, it, it it's passed so... on to him because it's, he, all listen, yeah, Every, it's all about mental health. Yeah, it's all about mental health. Uh, he hears voices. He, he doesn't like taking his medication because it makes him just like hate life really so he's Christian so he, so he <laughs> doesn't take his medication so things seem happy but he does crazy shit and when he, he hears voices but they manifest themselves in his two pets his dog and his cat and it's just Ryan Reynolds doing voices it's so good so you hear the dog go like his name is Jerry in the movie and the dog goes <laughs> and the dog tells him you're a good boy yeah, come, <laughs> on, <Jerry. laughs> no, come on Jerry you, you did what you had to do don't, don't listen you're, to the cat you're still a good boy <laughs> and then the cat has a Scottish accent it's like you're a piece of shit, Jerry. <laughs> Where's my fucking food? And he's like, oh, Jerry, yeah, God no. damn it, and like, Jerry. And like the love Richard interest, is, the role of interest is a British girl, and he's like, you have no fucking chance with the Jerry. She fucks guys named Nigel. You don't have a fucking chance, dude. And he's like, and he comes home the next. He's like, I got a date. I can't. No, never mind. No, yeah, yeah, don't. No more. No more. Just watch it. But John, a cliffhanger. Me and. Peggy quote that fucking cat to each because of a Scottish accent. Awesome. It's fucking hilarious. But, uh, Dude, you I'll be able to pick up on those little annoyances when we're doing game. <laughs> I remember you fucking talking about that, dude. I love it's that movie so awesome. much. But uh, anyways, so Overboard. So Overboard is a movie that came out. In Another my... movie I have not seen. It oh, came that's out... old school. Well, let me tell you about it. It came out in 1987 starring Goldie Hawn and the one and only Kurt motherfucking Russell. Mm -hmm. okay. I you say Kurt Loader. <laughs> <laughs> Wait from MTV? <laughs> no, but I know, fuck Kurt. I've talked about that before on the podcast. I love Kurt Russell. He's the shit. Yeah, Kurt Russell. He's the shit, dude. And uh, anyways, uh, the movie is based like uh, Goldie Hawn is married to this fucking asshole, and she's a total piece of shit. She's the spoil, like the worst spoiled, fucking arrogant, fucking cunt, dude. She treats everyone in her life, even her husband, like shit. She wears these extravagant, like fucking clothes, and she just. She's like super rich. Everyone to her is dirt, and she treats them that way. And they're on a yacht, and they hire a contractor, who is Kurt Russell, and he's a single father of fucking three kids. Three kids. He has three kids. The mom died, I believe. Sorry, I haven't seen the movie. my mom used to watch the movie all the time. It's such a mom movie. I bet you, <laughs> I could take a poll of moms, and they've all seen this fucking movie. And they love it. But uh, Kurt Russell, he's a single dad of the three kids. And he tries to work for this chick, but she's just fucking him over and treating him like shit. And finally, he's like, fuck you. And like, she ends up pushing him off of the yacht and fucks up his tools and all this shit. And he's like, motherfucker. Doesn't get any money from the job, and he's fucking so pissed off. He hates this woman. Goes home. She, there's a little accident on the yacht. See, her husband left. Finally, there's a storm, and she and they lose her out at sea. And the captain <laughs> and all... Wait, so, are like, they on Pinocchio? one yacht? They're on one no, yacht. Like, the husband goes home. Right, so now it's just Goldie Hawn and all these servants on the boat. Okay, on the yacht. Okay, there's a storm. They lose her at sea. Like they literally. There's she's, a storm, right? They lose her at the sea. <laughs> and and like the the captain doesn't give a shit because she's a fucking horrible cunt. All everyone who works there is like, oh well. And even the husband's like, all right. <laughs> like no, literally no one gives a shit. She's found and she has amnesia. She can't remember a single fucking thing. The husband comes and finds her in the a psych ward. And he, she sees her flipping out and everything, and he's like, "Nothing's changed." <laughs> he stops for a second. He's like, "Well, she actually doesn't remember me," and he just walks out. He walks out. Pretty G. That's what they should have did. Notebook would have saved a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> saved me an hour and a half to that. But uh, anyways, Kurt Russell sees us on the news or whatever, and he decides, you know what? Fuck it. He goes to the psych ward and he tells Goldie Hawn, "I'm your husband. You're with me." 
and takes her home and starts t- and like that's kidnapping basically <laughs> that's like Rain Man it's exactly Stockholm oh they say it's exactly so, like Rain Man <laughs> <laughs> but he, she basically like starts to be like the, the mom now and they, he just basically oh, makes shit. Her, okay. he just basically makes her do all the chores that's pretty <laughs> that's all it's hilarious he's like he, he got to reprogram an, a fucking female woman like an adult woman not like a, like a child he what oh we've been trying to we've been it's trying to yeah, get a spoiled I, dumb bitch to do uh, what she should be doing <laughs> In the kitchen, son. I so <laughs> overboard, bro. <laughs> no, but I like, and of course, it's a love story, so you know. But uh, it's called overboard because women are. Here's you know, the thing: is like at overboard about everything. So that's, that's what it really thought, is. Yeah, exactly. It's not her falling exactly. off the boat. No, no, that's but, not uh, at all. Kurt Russell, like, he ends up wanting to get rid of her, and the kids are like, "No, keep her around." He's like, "What? We gotta get rid of her." She does my chores. <laughs> all the all the boys are like, "We like her." Like you know, it's just. But that's the that's the movie basically. They're doing a remake, starring. Anna Ferris and Kurt Russell, <laughs> but he's an old man now. But it don't matter because he can get it. He's he's busy. <laughs> Better be starring Chris motherfucking Pratt. He's busy with Guardians of the Galaxy. Both Chris Pratt and Kurt Russell are so too busy to overboard. Both of them. Fucking so anyways, shit. Uh, I, what I what I read in the article, like the headline was overboard with a twist, and I was like, what does that make you think of? Overboard with a twist. So it's probably switched. She's gonna die the on the scene. He's gonna yeah, get his. He's gonna get life insurance. Exactly. You're exactly oh, yeah. right, Chris. That's, <laughs> what, I that's I what I was thinking. So you know, in the whole movie, totally different movie. She falls overboard. He gets her life insurance. Then he starts partying, right? <laughs> <laughs> in this movie, Anna Faris is gonna play the, uh, the the woman who's a single mom. And gets of probably course. gets fucked over by this rich <laughs> asshole. He gets amnesia, and then she just tricks him into thinking that he's the husband. Uh, or but just like every other gold digger. They trick him. This is a this documentary, movie, right? <laughs> this movie did not need to be gender swapped. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Thank you. Because it happens on day to day life. Don't get. <laughs> That's don't, a real life thing. Don't get rich and be old because <laughs> she's gonna convince you. Hashtag to give Anna you Smith. Even if you get amnesia, even if you get amnesia, even if you get amnesia, you can start all over again. There's still gonna be some woman to make you take care of her kids because she couldn't keep the first man around. To quote that one, the uh, the one fucking status that we saw, who somebody posted the group chat, which I thought was probably one of the best status I've ever heard in my life. Taking care of someone else's kid is like playing story mode on some other nigga's fucking game. <laughs> oh, another nigga save another game. Another nigga save game. Dude, it's I black fuck. people Twitter, and it's hilarious. That's the f- I was like, that's the best it's thing. Black. It's just called black Twitter, homie. Yeah, well, no, dude. it's called black There's people There's still people, Twitter. bro. Uh-huh. I mean... We might have different veins. My veins uh-uh. says it's black. Well, no, you, we're all the same. What do you mean? Like they have different. That's because you got a per- <laughs> it's a quick twitch. <laughs> a quick twitch. <laughs> but uh, um, anyways, whoa, whoa, whoa. but uh, but the guy who's gonna play the rich asshole in the movie is, is Trump. actually Trump. <laughs> you foreshadowed it a little earlier by talking about talking how about to Trump, be a Latin yeah. lover. Oh, that what? same guy who is also the star of Instructions Not Included, Eugenio Derbez. He's going to be the rich asshole who. Is brainwashed no by way. Anna Faris. Eugene well, better than it is. Like, that's <laughs> crazy, Eugenio. dude. <laughs> but uh, say anyways, it, say it again. <laughs> hey, the say girls want to hear it. <laughs> Eugene, ooh, say it again. What's, what's, what's the middle last name? Valdez. I don't want to do it now. No, Rod- do Rodriguez. It. What'd you say? That's weird. They're no, bad. What is it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, Gomez. I didn't hear it. I'm serious. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Look it up if you don't know how to say it. I'm going to say it hella white. Oh, Gordez. <laughs> Just, you know, rewind the 15 seconds. Eugenio Derbiz. <laughs> uh, but um, anyways, so that's going to happen. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I guarantee you it'll do better than the first one just because the gender roles are swapped. Oh, I was going to say because of inflation. 
But well, all right. That's fair. And then, yeah, I think okay, a little combination of both. Yeah. <laughs> but girls are going to flock to that with this flock. fucking movement. That all we those have flocking around. fucking bitches are going to flock to that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a lot of, yeah, you go, girl. Oh, because, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, get his money. <laughs> yeah, we all want to brainwash a fucking billionaire. Like, you <laughs> fucking bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be, oh, it's a swap too. They're going to call it Garbage Gender. That's going to be the new name oh, um, instead of just, Overboard. This but I don't know. It's kind of cool. Mexican dude, that's a billionaire. That movie. is cool. At that's least he's, cool. Yeah, he's like probably a, a drug dealer. He works for the cartels. <laughs> Earlier, when we went get, we went and got Adney's car. Adney grabbed candy that's free for the public. You know, he grabbed it. And I was like, "What are you?" He's like, "Dude, no, it's free." It's, I was like, "Way to fucking break the stereotype, Adney." <laughs> <laughs> what he's forgetting the fact that I got it's a it's a Mexican uh, car uh, mechanic shop stealing from his and own it was people. Mexican candy <laughs> no. stealing from his own people. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> Still from Whitey. Fuck those motherfuckers. <laughs> because when Whitey takes it, they get mad. When another Mexican takes it, they go, like, oh, "Take two. <laughs> dude, I don't give a fuck. Mexican candy is better than American candy. Hands down. Certain I, ones. No, dude, I always sure. go to the Mexican store. Like the chili, the, like anything yeah, sweet. sweet. They're like, put some chili on it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no problem. It was the, it was the chili watermelon candy. Oh, dude, yeah, those are the best. They're good. I fucking love them. They're good. The they're good. I used to love those Lucas stuff too. I do, we, we used to always eat Lucas when we were kids. Remember putting it like, yep. That's so bad for your teeth. At, <laughs> at Denio's and shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, they had all the Mexican candy. We need to go to the I think that's our current events. I mean, what, I don't know what do you guys think about this bullshit. I don't know. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, where are you going with this? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Do you with just this. have a seizure? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Wait, I wait. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's they could have just done a hard remake. I don't understand. Rosebud. <laughs> the only did. reason they swapped the genders was specifically like they're catering it. Yeah, no, exactly. it's, it's, that's the trend. Like they're, they're doing a lot of gender swap movies recently. Some don't work out as well. Hey, I'm all for empowered females. I'm sitting here saying Mackenzie Dern all fucking day. I fucking love great talented females. I'm the best with females. I like powerful females. As, long, like as, females as long as they're beating up other powerful females, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like garbage. See, what you do is you get them to go against each other, right? <laughs> you get them beat, and then they, then they stay turn, they thin the herd, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about the Razzies, and uh, we we talked on last week how shitty the Oscars were, and fucking, you know how the movie sucked on them. You've heard us all year for the first year <laughs> of the podcast shit on a bunch of movies that we thought were gonna be good and ended up sucking. So the Razzies is all about rewarding those shitty movies because uh, you know they they lost out on awards at the Oscars, so why not give them an award that shows them that hey, here's here's the uh, what is it participation trophy? It's basically what the Razzies are kind of thing, right? Not at all. They're they're not saying, oh, good, good going. It's all about, you did the shittiest movie, and we're going to give you a little plaque that makes everyone know you did the shittiest movie this year. Well, that's that's what you It's think. an insult award show. It's a roast. Uh, glass, glass half full, Adney. <laughs> Still an award. <laughs> so I wrote this song um, to introduce us into that, and it's called uh, Town Hall Meeting. Okay. Town. Letting somebody piss on your back and pretending it's rain doesn't fuck <laughs> I mean you're half full it means you're an idiot everyone please settle down thank you all for coming out judging by the crowd i'd say this might be half the town we all know why we're here it's clear this year is just not our year stop sneezing 
stupid. Best part of the song. <laughs> and judging by all the tears, I'd say we've had all that we could bear. Please speak up if you felt betrayed. It's up to us, Adney, to make the change. So let's start with the Q&A. Yes, sir, you there in the gray. Uh, thank you, friends, um, neighbors. This town hall meeting is a strong reminder. Destroy what we love and you ignite the fire. I've never considered myself a fighter, but I will fight this with every fucking fiber. We stand here together as survivors, guys, as heartbroken fucking ticket buyers. I can't even believe this was shown to minors. We demand our money back. Fuck you, Zack Snyder. <laughs> I pray this wasn't the first time you introduced your child to the bat. Eisenberg looked less like Luther and more like Jesus Christ on crack. Thomas Wayne is screaming from his grave, why would you show the world that? This movie is why Dak tells Marty McFly, come on, we gotta go back! <laughs> How can we trust the Warner Brothers? They fed us shit and called it veal. Sure, they gave us the Dark Knight, but they also gave us the Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> we must take matters in our own hands, because it's clear there is no karma. The fight scenes fucking sucked. It was more like the Brady Bunch when they screamed, Martha, Martha, Martha. Blue, blue. <laughs> Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> Where's Martha? I was just kept thinking Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Whenever I hear that now, it was Martha. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, now we're going to go to the Razzies. I just, I don't. For What about for people that don't know a lot about Let's the explain. Razzies? Let's explain. Let's get a Wait, good Adney first off saying bullshit. I felt like he was him saying, Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard immediately. It's like, what? We gotta go okay, back. Um, we gotta watch the whole movie now. <laughs> so, we all know about what the Academy Awards are. Awards for the best of everything. We also know what Rotten Tomatoes is. It's a collection of... Um, fucking other reviewers ratings they say okay so this movie is 80 percent fresh on rotten tomatoes that means 80 percent of random critics gave it a positive review a somewhat positive doesn't have to be great just a positive review that's how they get those percentages for rotten tomatoes so anyway you have two percentages you have one for audience one for critics exactly uh so that's what the rotten tomatoes audience they audience oh, from like regular audience. people. And oh, you okay. have I thought you meant critics. they rate the audience. The people no. I was sitting with fucking sucked. I don't know. <laughs> people sucked. Audience. I was sitting with this guy with this, oh. this black guy kept screaming at the screen. Dude, that might be. Dude, you might that be onto something. That's called rotten watermelon. Whoa! Whoa! You're racist. Anyways, so we're all familiar with these fucking these kind of critiques and all this stuff well they decided because it's got kind of a pop popular thing to talk about oh that one's rotten tomatoes got to give it this score and it's fun yeah, to no, talk yeah, about for sure yeah. so there's also this other award show award show sort of speak it's called the razzies in which they give out awards for the worst in every category worst picture worst actor worst everything i have a question is there like um is there is it is it meaning every film produced or is it meaning like big budget movies or anything like that? Is there th any type of criteria to what? I'm actually story? not sure. I think it's mainly like the it's just like the Oscars, but in the opposite route. So it's the main movies that are 
I think it's just movies that. Are I don't. Yeah, movies, I don't movies think that came to the screen. I don't think they paid attention to indie movies that much. Right. But, yeah. Uh, independent right, um, films, all those, they I don't think really care. They might. But okay. So uh, an example of the only, like the Razzie moment that's really popular is uh, Sandra Bullock. The same year that she won the Academy Award for Best Actress for The Blind Side, she also won a Razzie for Worst Actress in a Teller movie. <laughs> I, I, wait, wait, wait. Not in the same movie, in a different movie. Different movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where she played some ridiculous fucking... Different movie. Totally different movie. No, but I, th- I think the reason... Because it's, it's comedy-based, so it's movies that you know because the, to, to get the joke, you have to relate to the material. And I think that's the whole... That's the main thing. Is movies that are in the limelight. Yeah, no, it would make sense. Not, to you're like, well, I don't really get it. Wide release movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, uh, so that's why it would I'm make sense sure. to actually like directly do the Oscars and then just rip on the Oscars essentially. Like, I mean, they probably didn't. They probably mixed. Yeah, it but up they, a if you bit. do that, but if you do that, you can only rip on the movies that the Oscars nominated. Yeah. You don't get to rip on the movies that you actually want to talk about. That's fair. Which yeah, is what the Razzie does. And so the Razzies happened for. 2016, the Razzie Awards. The Razzies happened, Chris. Nothing we can do about that. <laughs> it's like the fucking Oscars, okay? Oh, so, um, <laughs> so, you uh, calm down! <laughs> you got him? So we're going to sit here and we're going to look oh, at the... Uh, can, give it to me. Just give it to me. So we're going to sit here and we're going to look at the winners of the Razzies for 2016 and uh, give our personal thoughts. And hopefully you guys can, you know, love our opinions. All right. Drum roll. So we got, first off, foremost, Worst Picture. We all know. Let's guess. We talked about it last week. We know that Worst Picture needs to be the best movie produced of the year, even though it doesn't always go to that movie. The best worst movie. We'll go with these ones. Worst Picture. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. (laughs) Third, Batman Superman. (laughs) Such a dick move. Terrible. (laughs) The Razzies. Dirty Grandpa. Oh my oh, god, dude. Got it. Gods of Egypt. Oh. Ooh, Hillary. You know those white guys in Egypt? <laughs> That's seriously what it is. Hillary's America, the secret history of the D- Democratic Party. Oh yeah, I- Hillary, Hillary Duff's America. You haven't seen that movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Disney movie. <laughs> dude, fucking smoke show. <laughs> yeah, Hillary Duff. Appendage Day. And Resurgence. <laughs> okay. Um, and, one more, Zoolander number two. Ooh, what do you think it is? Those are some solid nominations for worst yeah, picture is. of the year. That's what I'm talking about. This is why we need to watch it every year. Because oh. this, this money. Those are some bad... Those are bad, bad movies. movies. <laughs> bad movies, man. Sexual harassment panda. <laughs> no, do no. You, uh, are you guys going to guess? Or? I'm going to guess Zoolander 2 got it. Wait, what? Lame, 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 uh, <laughs> don't make us go Batman through Batman vs. Superman, <laughs> Dirty Grandpa, Gods of Egypt, Hillary's America, Independence Day... Zoolander. Oh, well, no, you know what? Gods of Egypt, I'm going to say. Dirty Grandpa. Hillary's America. Oh, no. <laughs> so that must suck. Yeah. The, because dude, all those other movies suck so bad. Lock like, up the director. Independence lock Day was horrible. Zoolander 2 was so over the top and obnoxious. I couldn't even I fucking finish it. I didn't even want to watch it. it. Gods of Egypt, I never even attempted. Dirty Grandpa, I turned off after 20 minutes and I absolutely fucking hated Batman vs. Superman. I like that you watched more Razzie movies than you watched <laughs> the Oscars. <laughs> I watched Dirty Grandpa because I'm fucking Hulu. For some reason, they don't make the Oscars fucking, like, online accessible. It's fucking ridiculous. You have to, like, stream it or you have to pirate it. They should just make you... They should let you watch those movies. Like, you should be able to pay 
let's say five bucks just to watch all the Oscar movies. I think that's fair. And just stream. Like you wouldn't be able to download it or anything. Stream it from their website. They get the clicks. They can even put fucking ads in there if you want. But come on, that would be the saddest five dollars ever spent. It's all (laughs) depressing. Like super. Make it ten dollars for all. Dude, that website will make you kill yourself. (laughs) Boohoo, not Hulu. That was the corniest fucking joke. That's funny. I haven't seen... Best joke in the podcast seen, ever. 59 I weeks. <laughs> I didn't see Gods of Egypt, and I also didn't see Independence Day or Zoolander. So what you're saying is the Hillary movie... The Hillary movie criticizes Hillary Clinton. It must. And it got the worst. Yeah, it got the worst. I think it's because everyone who voted is super liberal. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, think so. I think so, too. This is bullshit. That's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't delete those mails. <laughs> She was never in bed with anyone. She she, she would not all that be money. married to a guy that fucked people. Okay, she's a good woman. She's a strong woman. Ooh, Adney might have something to say about this one. This one's worst actor, and the first one is Ben Affleck. Do you think he portrayed Batman poorly in that movie? Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's not. He's not Ben Affleck. That's Bruce Wayne, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> baby girl. <laughs> I didn't think he did a horrible job. I, mean, I don't think he deserves to be on the Razzie list. There were some yeah. <laughs> cringeworthy moments, but fuck. Yeah, like when he picked shit. up a gun and started shooting innocent people. <laughs> the next Mentally one, ill people. I mean, oh my funny. gosh. It's it's uh, Gerard Butler, but he got nominated for two. Not just one movie, like Ben Affleck, Batman vs. Superman. He's an overachiever. <laughs> it's a long Gerard life. Butler got nominated for two for Gods of Egypt and London Has Fallen. It's a lo- it's been a long time since 300 guys. Uh, Best beard in the game. I'm 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 gonna sculpt my beard wait, just for it's the been, 300. It's been a long time since P.S. I love you. I think you're thinking of nah, the wrong, the wrong best movies ever done. Hillary Swank can kind of get it. Yeah, Hillary Swank. Is Next one we got guys. Henry Cavill. Batman Cavill. Superman. Henry Cavill. Sorry, you're right. Cavill. 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 The guy from the first movie. Damn. This kind of. Uh, it's kind of showing a theme here. Uh, then you have Robert Batman, De Niro. The Batman theme. Robert De Niro, Dirty Grandpa. Uh, it's just like Oscars. Denise. Fucking, you have all those Hell or High Water. De- Denise Souza. De Souza. All right, give the computer That's Danny. the Hillary Clinton one. Hillary, Hillary's America. Skip over that. And then you got Ben Stiller and Zoolander. They fucking gave it to fucking... The Hillary Can we one. guess? Oh. It's kind of a bummer because they're giving it. We didn't Every watch award. the Hillary one. We watched Batman versus Superman. We know of Bad Grandpa. Here's the thing. Know, here's like, the thing. I have no idea. Do we idea. have to watch the Hillary Clinton one? I just I have no idea. I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, At least I know about Dirty Grandpa, Gods of Egypt, all those other things. It's just like the Oscars. Some of us didn't watch some of the movies, but we knew. Let's but we knew of the movies. At least all the ones in the Oscars, I knew Manchester by the Sea. I might not have watched, but I know of it. I didn't even know that Hillary's America was a thing. Yeah, that's why it's not a thing. It's so like Trump's, Trump's, Trump's America. <laughs> so let's fucking talk about the movies we do know. Obviously, fucking Cars of Egypt is. I I actually did. Oh, I'm try sorry. to watch it. Uh, fucking horrendous. Oh god. But the it. production value was amazing. Wow. No, I did not think so. I thought no. it was real. I thought it, everything just looked like a mess. Dude, CGI on, mess. Andy, Andy, hold on. Why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> I do it for the podcast. <laughs> it's for you guys. For, you, for the fans. Also, but here's the thing. I really do not like um, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill's Superman, but it's not his fault. I think that it, it's the writing. It's the way he's written. Zack because Snyder. Zack Snyder is constantly trying to make Superman this dark, gritty, Batman-esque guy, which takes away what makes Superman Superman. They're supposed to be opposites. It's like if Dragon Ball Z were to try to make Goku just like Vegeta. 
people yeah, would lose interest would in Goku. So like much, the reason yeah. why we like Superman, the reason why Superman is so cool is because he's so lighthearted and because he tries to be this ideal human being because he's not human. He can and he destroy tries everything. everything. And he chooses not to. Like, like Superman he can is, be over the top. You can allow yeah, yeah, Superman yeah. to be Superman over Superman is a god who desperately wants to be human, and Batman is a human who desperately wants to not be human. He kind of wants to be a god. So, like, and that's like, it, that, they're supposed to Some contrast. Some say he is a god, Addy. They're supposed to be fucking different. And, like, they, they he, like, and like, we talked about this before, how... We're not so different, you and I. In, <laughs> that's basically what the movie was. <laughs> in Civil War, Spider-Man, who's in the movie as a cameo, basically, a glorified cameo, he's, he has more lines in Civil War than Superman does in Batman for Superman. Whoa, yeah. no way. He barely fucking talks. He's so just, like, I don't know. He's just, it's they, like they, oh, he's a, you know, he's a Clint Eastwood of the movie. He's, like, just staring. He's, 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 he has no charm. In the, like, Henry Cavill is charming in role. Like, he is a charming actor, and he could put that on. He could be a, a terrific, probably the best Superman. I completely agree. But they agree. just write him so fucking down, and they focus the movie away from him. Nailed it. I completely fucking agree. 100%. And ruin shit, but, uh, yeah, if they're going to give it to... Rory, and what'd you do with Adney? Because he would be pro-Batman over Superman. I'm not saying I like Superman more than Batman. Come on. He's under your bed, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, Gerard let's, Butler. Let, let's throw out Hillary's America. What would we give a Razzie I to? give it to Gerard Butler because I don't feel comfortable with talking Gerard shit Butler. about Robert De Niro. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Hey, good fellas. Good fellas, bro. No, I mean, he, Raging he, Bull. Lifetime Godfather. <laughs> Look at from like, from 1974 to fucking 1996 when a casino came out? Dude, how do yeah, you not give him a casino? Yeah, so, so from not from 74 to fucking 96, all that work in that fucking giant, like, well, have you seen life. Valentine's Day, the movie? With him God, in it? Fuck you. It Killer. doesn't matter. Killer it doesn't job. matter because everything else that he's done. <laughs> yeah, so Valentine's Day doesn't matter. We said like, that. Goddamn. All right. Worst actress. Megan Fox in Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles. <laughs> Megan Fox. <laughs> Megan, Fox is, <laughs> Megan Fox's thumbs in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. They actually gave one to Tyler Perry for Boo, a Medea <laughs> Halloween. For <laughs> <The> worst actress? <laughs> 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 No, give it to him. That's pretty good. That, um, Julia Roberts, Mother's Day. Don't assume Jesus Tyler Perry's gender. Dude. <laughs> God damn it. They gave it to Becky Turner, who's in Hillary's America. Is this... Are we getting played right now? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the top. If you see Dave Chappelle say, gotcha, bitch, you know you're on the wrong site. <laughs> Anyways, are we getting played right now? So we got... What was it? It was Megan Fox. Say Julia Roberts? Yeah, Julia... Yeah, Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts she, Mother's Day, Tyler Perry. She still does movies. <laughs> Megan Fox's thumbs. <laughs> I say you give it to Tyler Perry because hold he on, hold on. We have two gender. more. We have two more. So let's skip Becky Turner, who was the winner of the Razzie. If there's any winners, I'm in gonna Hillary, watch. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm watching this movie just so next week I can talk about it. It'll be five minutes. I'll talk about it. And <laughs> just like I just want to know. I just want to know. It's winning all these Razzies. It must be absolutely horrible. Or. Everyone that's voting on these awards is super lefty. It's just a three-hour <laughs> video of some girl with blonde hair at the back of her neck, and she's just deleting emails. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks. In her bathroom. Make sure you, you got her in yeah. her bathroom. Okay. Um, the two other nominees were Naomi Watts for the Divergent series and Shailene Woodley for the Divergent series. Oh, I give it to Shailene Woodley. <laughs> Naomi Watts. No, Naomi Watts is that's fucking hot. That's the one that's hot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Shailene Woodley, I, I, I uh, they try to make her Mary Jane in the Spider-Man movies, and thank God it didn't actually happen. Oh man. Anyways, no, give it to oh, Shailene Woodley. Man, thank Marvel, <clears throat> not God, Adney. 
Thank Kevin Feige. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It was a I'm, Sony picture. Dude, I'm giving so it to thank Tyler the guys Perry. at Sony. Like, thank the Japans. <laughs> thank the Japanese. The Tyler uh-huh. Perry nomination is just so good. It deserves to win. Yeah. Because yes. <laughs> it's, it's a guy playing a girl. Of course, he's like, it's so good. <laughs> That's fucking genius. Okay. Check rule number so fucking three, so- Chris. Right. <laughs> Worst supporting actress. Yeah. Rule number two. My bad. Julianne Ho. Huff. Huff. She's horrible in everything. And Dirty Grandpa. She a hoe. Kate Hudson in Mother's Day. <gasps> Aubrey Plaza and Dirty Grandpa. How dare you? She no. was cast in that role. That role wasn't made for specifically... No, I'm just kidding. Do not talk about Aubrey Plaza. Sorry. Anyway, Jane uh, Seymour. She gets a pass. She gets Jane a Seymour, pass. 50 Shades Don't of Boy, Black. She's not April Ludgate, guys. No, she's definitely She's not, not. April Ludgate anymore. No, no, you're right. That was a role she did once. Now she's no, doing other kinds no. of crazy shit. Hold no, on. Man. Well, I mean, no, she no, has to. She no, paid. Listen, as an actress, you gotta get paid. Listen, the first time she got interviewed, I think Nick Offerman and then the, the writers were in the room when she comes in and she did the role and everything. She talked to him and then they were just like, they didn't even really laugh. They were just kind of like straight-faced and then she left and he go they were like we're fucking old aren't we like they basically had this <laughs> idea of like she, like we're totally uncool they, they it was a i remember listening to it on i can't remember which i might have been reading the amy uh Pl- uh, Amy fucking Polar book. Oh, I think it was on the okay. Amy Polar book. He had she had the person that wrote. Yeah, and and they talk about Aubrey Plaza, or it could have been the two Nick Offerman books that I listened to on the audio. But it explained that Aubrey Plaza was like she was sort of like the character when she came uh, into a play. But I got she was ask, hella cool. Did in that Amy Polar book did Donald get brought up at all? No. Really? No, that's not. It's not Tina Fey's. She brought up Tina Fey, but wouldn't bring up Donald oh, Glover. That's fair. I just feel like third degree, so much bro. <laughs> I know, but I feel like it was like one of those. You chain. just want him to penetrate like everybody. Eventually, <laughs> it gets there. You know, like yeah. down the line, like her and her and Tina Fey are really you close. Say, I figure it would like I don't know. You, you say, know, Dick goes down. Remember you said train? Why would you say, <laughs> why would you say train? Like, <laughs> like Underground Railroad? What are you talking about here? Okay. Um, uh, and then you have Selena Ward for. Independence Day and Kristen Wiig for Zoolander number two. Oh, she's in. Man, they got some Ugh. good actresses, and that's kind of fucked up. I like Kristen I, Wiig. I, I, I have no problem with it giving Aubrey Plaza because she. I don't think she's done anything good since Parks and Rec. Yeah. I watched Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. I saw. How Parks was it? I funny? hated Bad. her character. I didn't want to watch it. I, uh, there was funny parts in the beginning. Like it started off, and there was some funny parts. I feel like it's her fault, there. though. I feel like she, like she's just getting cast in certain roles, and she's just so good at playing that part. But she wanted no. These aren't. But, but, this isn't Robert De Niro, bro. This is Aubrey no, Plaza. She's not, Wait, no. hold on, hold on. Do you not have to get your own as an actress? Wouldn't you accept there's, every role that you can get? If here's, the thing, you're an not, here's the thing. She really wanted the role in Dirty Grandpa. I know that. I really? Remember, it was either, it, I can't remember which one. Actually, now that I think about it, it was either Dirty Grandpa or Mike and Eddie Wedding Dates. Uh, but she talks about in her interview how she. Basically, just showed her ass in the fucking in the well during the fucking audition. Like, really? Tr- yeah, like trying, like trying to be crazy to get the role or whatever. So she really wanted right. one of them. <laughs> I don't know, but anyways, fuck, I don't know. Fuck, give it to Aubrey then. Fuck. Who bitch. won though? Uh, the winner is Kristen Wiig from Zoolander number two. No, this is the worst supporting actress. The other one, Kristen Wiig. All right, we're supporting actor Nicholas Cage in Snowden. Johnny Depp whoa, whoa. and I'm Alice like Through the Cage Looking Glass. Will Ferrell, Zoolander number two. Oh. Jesse Eisenberg, Batman vs. Oh, Superman. Yep. Jared one. Leto, Suicide Squad. Or Owen Wilson, Zoolander number two. They all deserve this award. All of them can win. So, wait, you Collective said, award. You said Johnny Depp and Alice. He so deserves that. But also, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg was the yep. worst part of Batman v Superman. He was not any, like, nothing about him 
resembled the character he was supposed to be bringing to life. Zack Snyder, who prides himself in being so true to comic books and like fan his fans, like he's always so dead on with the characters from the comic books. It's like, well, look what he did with Lex Luthor. He let Jesse Eisenberg pretend to be the Joker. Yeah, just, when yep. he's being Lex, he's supposed to be. Like, it was that. such a horrible. He was. He was like he was. One such a uh, fucking. And, 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 and I'm just saying, it was, it was not I mean, okay. It was, not okay. It was fucking awful. Too, and he wasn't over the top in a fun or inter- or like entertaining way. He was just so awful. Fuck Jesse Eisenberg. And no, I've not, him. I've, I've not seen Zoolander 2. Yeah. Fuck him Did in his stupid ass. Did you see Zoolander 2? No, you want to know why? Because Anchorman 2. And also because of Dumb and Dumber 2. I don't see 2s. <laughs> if it's a comedy. Unless it's horrible bosses too. That's the I don't only blame one that Johnny. I don't blame Johnny for his he performance in Alice because of Amber Heard. Yeah, so it's not his fault. And also, like, hey, it's not your. There's fault. no reason <laughs> that they should have made a second one. So everything about that whole entire thing's a money grab. So of course the script's gonna be shit. Everything. No one should give shit. Tim Burton money anymore. <laughs> so I don't. I can't go with <laughs> even his ex-wife said that. <laughs> Nicholas Cage's part in Snowden was so small. There's no way I yeah. could give it to him. How could you? There's it no was, way. That's they're just shitting on Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Fuck you. Watch Vampire's yeah. Kiss. Well, he's it's not one of the funniest movies of all time. <laughs> that's that's not fair to Nicholas Cage. That's it's kind not of fucked up. It's dude. not. Do you it's even not. know who his fucking great grandpa is, motherfucker? Okay. Do you know how brave that man is? That man once recited the entire alphabet <laughs> in a movie scene in Vampire's Kiss, and it was fucking brilliant and also there's a Nicolas Cage fucking like festival and he showed up there and read poetry as Nicolas Cage to the festival he's a gangster and remember? then Zoolander number two was also a money grab so we're gonna remember? so the, the real remember? competition is between Jared Leto and Jesse oh, Eisenberg Jared Leto uh, I did not like his Joker so who do you give it to Jesse I give it to, or I could, Jared cause there's the thing I didn't like Jared Leto I fucking hated Jesse Eisenberg. He <laughs> hates. He hated the character so much. He sent a bomb to Jesse himself. <laughs> but yeah. it, it got fucking allegedly. Look what he's doing, dude. Those are actors' choices. Yeah, and he did horrible <laughs> choices. And then Zack Snyder is a. He let him do it. <laughs> he's an enabler. He's a pushover. <laughs> Zack's a pushover. He's a pushover. So the winner is Zack Snyder. <laughs> Jesse actually won it. Jesse won it. Jesse no Eisenberg won it. For Batman versus He should, the fucking loser. <laughs> uh, let's go. Man, I was gonna go with worst director. They gave it to fucking Hillary's America. No, read the other so ones. Fuck we'll it. do it. We'll go with the other Just ones. Just don't uh, even so bring worst her up. director. Bring. Um, we'll go with uh, Roland <laughs> Emmerich. <laughs> Roland Emmerich. Emmerich for Independence Day. You just start giving him wrong Tyler names. Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry for Boo. Tyler Perry. <laughs> Boo, I'm a D Halloween. Uh, <laughs> Alex Poya for <laughs> Gods of Egypt, Zack Snyder for Batman vs Superman, and then Ben Stiller. Oh, did not know that Ben Stiller directed Zoolander. He directed a lot of his movies. Yeah, and wrote a lot of them. Yeah, that's a tough one. Just like the fucking. Uh... Okay, so all, a lot, all those movies are bad. But when you when it, like, who did the worst job of actually directing? Yeah, that's Zack that Snyder. Uh, the problem is, I that's the thing though. He does like he does do great visuals. Three hundred was amazing. I'd still like three hundred. No, yeah, but even the characters, he's good at directing screen action. He is not general. good at directing actors to portray a role. It's that. Simple. That's right. You're not that, that. That's that. No, Chris is right about that. I absolutely agree. But the fact that he can do these great, I've talked about that before. About he's the best there is at creating, taking a visual that's in like a comic book and bringing it to life. He does that better than all the Marvel directors. He just doesn't do the story well at all. Yeah. 
uh, that's where his fucking downfall is. And like Chris said, he doesn't know how to direct his actors. But who needs story when you got a 16-wheeler spin out of control? Oh, my crawl. I feel like he's a slightly more sophisticated oh, Michael he's Bay. The Michael Bay of yeah. <laughs> he's the Michael Bay of comic book movies. That's so upsetting. So um, I don't want to give it to him. Because uh, we've just been Ben Stiller, I'm kind of, I kind of feel given to him. You also said Roland Emmerich for Independence Day 2. Um, I saw Independence Day 2, but it was a while ago. I'm trying to remember, like, because it, it was mostly just a boring movie. Really? It was really just boring. Like, I, like I wanted more Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but like, like, that's but part, how we started in the first Independence. It was Jeff Goldblum with being Jeff Goldblum. He was so Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum yeah. <laughs> Goldblooming came from yeah, that so movie. Yeah. Day. How do, are you not going to Goldblum it in the next movie? Yeah. He doesn't do that trick where he jumps to conclusions off of nothingness. He doesn't do that much in the second movie. Like, I, I don't remember a, any point in the second movie where he does that, so huge docking points for that. Uh-huh. But also, Will Smith isn't in it, and he brought so much charm to the first Independence Day movie, and also we just didn't, we really didn't need a sequel. But no, okay, it was so what so else? Good. I like Tyler the first Perry. Independence movie. Ah, Tyler Perry deserves it. And then Tyler Perry Alex deserves Poya. every fucking award, even if he's not in the nominee. <laughs> it goes to Tyler Perry <laughs> again, <laughs> like La La Land. Hey, can you hate on someone for being? He's successful. So, Nominated for fourteen Razzies. His movies are doing well. He I found, don't know hey, how he, he found a niche he and did, he's great at it. He found his niche, but that doesn't so mean. I'm giving it to. Doesn't mean he's a good director. Dude, I'm giving, it to, writer, I'm giving it to person, I'm giving it to Roland specifically off of what you said about Jeff Goldblum <laughs> not being able to be Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> That's a horrible director's decision. I'm giving it to Ben Affleck for thinking he can do a fucking Zoolander too. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. <laughs> I'm giving it to Ben Affleck for Ben Stiller directing Zoolander too. All right, and then our last one will be know. worst screenplay: Batman vs Superman, Dirty Grandpa, Gods of Egypt. Independence Day, Suicide Squad. Ooh, I'm gonna give it to Gods of Egypt. I think that even the whole thing is like Gods of get Egypt of... had two hundred million dollars behind it. It's a Here's bunch of white people. But that's in the thing. Egypt. That's the thing, though. The screenplay doesn't necessarily mean they have to be white. Like I don't blame the screenplay for the act for the actors being white. I blame the studio heads for the, for the actors that's being fair. white. Also, like the, the whole director, the they, and also, they blame the director. <laughs> the, 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 well, you do. The director gets the final decision. It really is the director's decision. He's the one sitting in there doing yeah. the casting calls and all that. It really is the director. And the decision. CGI fucking mess that it was. That's not the screenplay. The screenplay yeah, didn't. No, the screenplay the screen never said, "Hey, that's that's the hey, production." By the way, side so note: dump two hundred million dollars. Sorry, wait, hold on. Did you guys read the screenplay? Because it says a couple of white gods show up. Right? <laughs> Specifically, so make, make, make sure does it? Make sure Horace, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it might though, no, because no. in a screenplay, you're supposed to be descriptive. So here's the thing: it, the screenplay says, "So Horus, the Jesus of Egyptian gods, make him played by Nikolai Kosterwaldo, the whitest actor in the world, <laughs> the whitest actor ever." Uh, fuck. But anyways, Christian Bale. He's that Danish, thing? dude. He's no. That's in Exodus. That's, yeah, yeah. That's Exodus. You know what song. Christian Bale actually said about Exodus was like he, they asked him about the whitewashing thing, and he's all, yeah. But the studio said that no one's gonna see it unless we have white actors. So Christian Bale's like, I'm Mexican. <laughs> like, like he's telling us that like the studios say they have to actors. Well, have the to be studios white. retarded. When you have a hundred million dollars, that's what I've been saying for fifty nine <laughs> weeks. Other say fifty nine years. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's playing a role when you have that much money invested into a movie because you're doing all the promotion, you're doing all the media, and you're doing everything to get it out to people. So regardless if they're white, black, Puerto Rican, it doesn't matter. If you have a good film with a good director and good actor, 
actors and you have a hundred million dollars of fucking marketing behind it, it'll be a good movie. But when you try to white whitewash it down and do all that bullshit, that's the great wall. Yeah, that's when you turn Abby a great it, guys. script, maybe a good movie, and do that. complete shit show. I pirated it, so fuck you. Oh, did you? The Great Wall? Yeah, but uh, we'll get to that one. Right. By the way, we're going to review the, the movies of the first you know, couple months. What I'm going to blame, so. in the, if you can really trace it back to these, I'm going to blame ISIS. Because if it wasn't for ISIS, we'd be hiring Islamic fucking uh, terrorists to play on screen. Or not terrorists, you know, they have brown skin, but they don't matter. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, Muslims could be portrayed on screen in Egyptian movies, but they can't be because number one, we're building the wall. That's the, mm-hmm. like, there's the brown people right there. They're <laughs> fresh for the picking, and now we can't get them. <laughs> and then ISIS fucked no, up by not letting out. Now people are getting stopped at the airports. Hey, have you were acting before. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should be doing. But, um, okay, so so Batman v Superman. I talked can't about have a brown before. God. <laughs> I talked about this. I talked when we reviewed Batman v Superman. I talked about how. Zack Snyder took a lot of the great visuals and concept ideas from The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. And it was like a lot of cool looking things. He took a lot of like, he took the fucking like, we have to see basically what Apocalypse kind of looks like. We have to see Parademons, the Omega symbol. He saw, we saw Steppenwolf. Like we saw a lot of cool visuals and stuff, but with the, he didn't bring any of the actual story or content. Like he, there's no gravitas to that movie. None of the actual like, you only like the only reason why those those visuals and all those things in that movie make sense in the comic books is because the stories that built up to it, the incredible writing and uh, development, and Snyder skipped over all that just for the visuals and the story of itself of Batman v Superman. It's a very poor story. It's not a well written story of why these two come to fight and why they come to make peace. The reason why this screenplay is on that fucking list and it deserves to be is because they they gave you all the visuals without any of the actual content, without the fucking story that should have been behind it. So it deserves to be there. But then also look at Suicide Squad and the story is a fucking mess. Like it was fun to watch and everything. There was cool things in it. Deep breaths. Okay, so I'm leaning (laughs) towards Batman vs Superman just because they ruined something that could have been so great. Whereas Suicide Squad could have always came up and it could have been better. It could have been worse. It always could have been a thing. Whereas what you did with the fucking Dawn of Justice is you completely crumbled the entire universe underneath it. Oh yeah, because they jumped, like you said, jumped the gun. It fucked everything because what Marvel did was genius. What Marvel did, like we've always talked about, them introducing these characters one at a time. Instead of, like, DC, oh, we need to do what Marvel did. They sh- let's shove all this shit. Even Crack talked about it. It was a piggyback movie. It was a the movie could have been ended with just the, the animosity between Superman and Batman. But then they had to add in Lex Luthor and the monster. Uh, and here's it, a, uh, Doomsday. But Doomsday, here's the thing. Yeah. is like it's not, just, it's not just that they, Marvel introduced the characters one at a time. But they introduced animosity and difference of opinion. And that built up. It started off with Iron Man just quipping at Captain America. Because his whole life he grew up... His dad talking about Captain America, and he got sick of hearing about Captain America. Now he's meeting him, and he's just quipping at him. And they have this difference of views and opinions, and that builds up over several fucking movies. And that, and then this horrible thing happens that actually drives a huger stake in between them. And so the disagreement and the fight and like the hatred between Tony and Steve actually makes sense. That's what was. That's what happens in the comics between Batman and Superman is they were friends and allies for fucking decades and it was thing after thing that built up over and over and over again that built up animosity and it 
they were forced to fight each other, not from fucking Lex Luthor saying, I kidnapped your mom or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I kidnapped your mom. <laughs> and I just want to see you guys fight. That's what all, that's all I really get. I just want to see a good fight. What? He thinks he's fucking Bob Aaron putting on a fucking match <laughs> and shit. Like, he's going to pay-per-view it or whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah. and what Chris said about the fucking, like, like, like they... It could have been great. That's the fact. Like it could have been great. None of the other movies yeah, on this could have been as great as Batman v Superman could have been if they would have done it after a couple of Justice League movies exactly. or something like that. So um, yeah, Batman v Superman deserved to win worst. In, instead of introducing the Justice League by having them fight first, and then it's like, oh, Justice League two, here you go. <laughs> it's no, I, I, I mean. I wish they would just rewind our show and listen to Adney explaining the whole story to because we were like this. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Go on. No, continue. No, it's great. No, we gotta move on to the next topic. No, keep going. What happens next? <laughs> like that's and what actually, it was like. The, finally, out of all these awards that we have read, it actually gave it to the deserving winner, Batman vs Superman. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was the Razzies. So now we're going to Shady Shaw. Speaking of fucking, you know, the greatest fight ever with uh, Batman vs. Superman, we have some second best fights of the fucking fight. It's gonna fight fucking Toke. Do that fight. Fuck Toke. Uh-uh. Fuck you, Zack Snyder. You faggot. Fuck you. You fucked it. Uh-uh. You fucked us all with your fucking balls. Uh-uh. They stink because you're, uh, your name is Paul. Fuck you, Zack Snyder. Your name is Paul. Zack Snyder uh-huh. might as well be ahead of the WME right now with how fucking UFC is just going downhill. So I'm going to start it off. Usually, uh-huh. I need to start nice it off. Nice segue. <laughs> but I'm going to start it off. I got a preview anyway, so... Um, so we just had UFC 209. I'm sure you everyone sees the results. If you haven't, um, I, I want to start off with the fact that how disappointing the news before the fight was. Dude. How disappointing was it to hear that Habib Namagameda? I still can't believe that. that do it again. <laughs> Namagameda. Ooh, one more time. Namagameda. Namagameda. <laughs> not, a net, not, a not 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 a I keep wanting to do the Joey Diaz color beep color beep is the show <laughs> but anyways not gonna make he gets off. injured he gets injured the, the day, day. <laughs> <laughs> the day <laughs> It was the most heartbreaking thing for me as like and a diehard fucking I heard fan, it was dude. him trying to make weight was when he got injured. Yep. Which is like motherfucker. And the whole thing is this motherfucker was on Embedded. So what the USC does is this thing called Embedded. And the week of the fight, they have their documentary crew follow around the fighters and just get little tidbits and whatnot. They're only little 10 minute episodes and they do the whole entire main card. So you only get two to three minutes of each fucking fighter from the main card. But one of those two to three minute clips was fucking Habib eating tiramisu. What? <gasps> tiramisu! He was eating it's full Wait, it's of sugar! Tiramisu. You just tiramisu. Oh, sorry! Tiramisu! Hey, nugger gonna made off, alright? <laughs> tiramisu. That's what you get. What <laughs> That's what you shit. eat. Like, the Italian chef had to teach you how to say an Italian and dessert. And so Brandon Schaub came off with this whole entire little rant, and I got to agree. And I'm not going to go over the rant. I'm just going to say his main point was that Habib was unprofessional. And I have to agree with him. Dude, Adrian Broner did the exact same thing. He was trying to make weight. I think it was for 140, maybe 135. I don't remember which. But uh, he he was just, like sitting in these like Instagram videos and Twitter pictures of him eating Twinkies and shit. Like, I love Twinkies and everything. And he misses weight by like five fucking pounds. Yeah, but... Uh, Habib missed weight by eight pounds. No, that's, that that's is unofficial. Ridiculous. That's unofficial. He went into the hospital eight pounds over. So that's why everyone's saying he missed it by eight pounds. Because he went into the hospital. He checked himself in to a random hospital. So this is also another thing he shouldn't have done. 
The UFC, don't go to hospital. No, no, no. Calm <laughs> down. The UFC has the <laughs> best doctors, as in like um, health and condition. And then they also White have coats. another like trauma doctor there. They also have this type of doctor. They, they have, have the guys who specialize. They have the in, specialists in, uh, in fucking weight cuts. How the damage it does to your body. These are the, these people have been doing this for fucking years. They know what a fighter needs to recover from a weight cut. Exactly, and they can they can um, so give you IVs. Awesome. There's a new IV band and everything. Well, if you go to this doctor and they say you need an IV, the UFC will allow you to use that doctor, that IV, and then you'll put you in the fight. What Habib and his team did was Habib wasn't making weight. The, the weight wasn't shedding off, and they panicked. And they didn't go to the UFC's doctor. They went to the ER. And that's, I got where, a guy. <laughs> that's where the entire thing was fucked because they went to the ER. As soon as they went to the ER, the doctor pumped him full of IVs, and as soon as the IVs went into his blood, the UFC would call the fight because it wasn't sanctioned under UFC rules. Now, had... Habib went to the UFC doctor, and then the UFC doctor sanctioned all these things. Well, that's under the UFC contract. That's under the UFC rules, and that would have been fine, and then he would have been able to fight. But that didn't happen, and he still would have came in over. No matter what, he was going to come in over. Which you lose and a money? solid you five pounds. Yeah, that would have been the thing, though. It would have been up to uh, Tony Ferguson to acknowledge, be like, okay, well, this is a big night. I still want to fucking fuck this dude up. Give me a huge percentage yep. of your purse because you're He would have took 30% yeah. of his purse, and he had a fat fucking purse. I want to say both of their purses were around uh, 600K. So what the fuck? And that's without pay-per-view points. Both of them had pay-per-view points built into their contract, and so they had 600K just to fight. Damn. That's without anything else. That was for them, and that fucking bell rings, ding, 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 boom. It's a fight. 600K is made. Everything else after here, now we'll figure everything else out. So... That happened on fucking Saturday, the day of the fucking fight. Yeah, you guys were pissed. I had to tell somebody like Jay, who I work with, huge. He, he, it actually happened him. Friday, but it was at Friday at like 6 p.m. And it was like, okay, well, that's literally 24 hours before the event yeah, happened. And Tony Ferguson actually got offered two fights. One was Nate Diaz, but Nate was walking around at 185. And so Nate would have only been able to cut like two pounds if that. You fat and Nate, so, you fat piece of like, shit. And so, and so Tony, rightfully so, was like, fuck that fight. I'm going to go in advance as a dangerous striker, somebody who isn't maybe not equal to me on the ground because Nate's a little bit more traditional BJJ. He doesn't have that influence of 10th planet in there. But Nate's amazing on the ground, so he's not going to be able to like slap you around do, do this shit. That, dude. So that's a hard fight. Nate's a hard fight. So he's like, fuck that. And he's coming in 20 pounds heavier. There's no fucking way I'm taking that fight. And then he also got offered another fight from a guy named Michael Johnson, who he lost to before. Tony lost to Michael Johnson before. Now, this was in the very beginning of Tony's career. It was one of his very first fights. He was super fucking green. And I think Tony actually wins that match now. But on an hour, like on a day's notice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, dude, that's fucking iffy, man. Johnson, I Johnson, Tony did the right I, I decision. I think I would have taken it. You, you would have taken it? <sighs> Redemption. I agree, man. There's a lot of angles you could have worked from I mean, there. But the problem was, is he was like, okay, I'll take that fight if it's five rounds and if it's for the same amount of money. And the UFC said, fuck your five rounds and we're not paying you 600K. And so he was like, well, I have to have a 10 point he, handicap. <laughs> and then he rebuttals. He was like, how about three rounds for, let's say, 500K? And they said, nah, we ain't doing that. You get a 350. And he said, well, I'm not doing it. That's literally half. That's yeah. literally half. It's not I'm literally not, half. Not. That's, that's not. A, 
Almost it's half. Almost half. <laughs> I apologize for my use of literal. You don't know. <laughs> for the listeners, I gave Chris some shit earlier yeah. today. For he's right. He's right. He's right. Maybe he gets perks so, of fifty grand. You don't fucking know. So Tony doesn't get to oh, do no, the fight. He needs a hundred grand perk. <laughs> and that That's was half. that was the people's fight. That was the fight that everybody was looking forward to. Yep. So it was unfortunate. But I gotta talk. Okay, I'm gonna do two fucking seconds on this real fast. Uh, Lando Venata versus David Tamur was the most exciting fight of the entire night. And I had no it idea was. who David Tamur was. I still am saying his name wrong. Like David Manure, you're saying Tamur, it wrong. Tamur, Tamur. I think it's, I think it's Tamur. Tamur. That sounds right. Tamur. Tamur. So, but that was the most exciting <laughs> fight. It was... Um, we were play, We were playing Crazy Cat Ladies while that fight was yeah. on, so it was hard. It was... Clearly, so it, it wasn't was, that exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to, like, decide with girls. You have to decide whether or not you want to get yelled at by your woman it, no, or it was watch a, great, a fight. That was, that was an exciting fight. Lando Venata has brought nothing but exciting fights to the UFC. Um, I was really hoping he was going to win because he's my type of fighter. He's super exciting. He fights with his hands down, and he likes to fucking end fights. He has a granite fucking chin. He got knocked at least four fucking times in that Damn. fight. Stayed around. Lost the decision. That's unfortunate. But David Tremor, we have a great star on our hands. We have two stars. That's amazing. That's amazing for the sport, and it's amazing for the division. I'm stoked about that. But I got to get to the main event, and I'm trying to try to plow through it because I know you got a lot. But the main event, all I have heard is criticism. We had one of, if not the best striker in welterweight 170 with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus one of the best wrestlers, one of the most explosive fighters in the UFC right now, and Tyron Woodley. Somebody who has defended his belt, even though it was a draw, it's still a defense. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't lose it. He didn't now, let it go. Everybody keeps saying that this fight was boring. <laughs> this fight was boring. Nobody threw. Nobody did this. Nobody did that. Um, I, if you paid for this, I'm sorry and all that. And I am just not on. 205 all over again. I'm just not. It's 200. 205 was amazing. That was no, the New York sucks. card. No, 205 was the no. New York card with Connor oh, and yeah, Alvarez. That was the wrong. 200, 200 failed. I don't okay. know math like you. <laughs> that, that was the one that we were building up so big and they tried to they tried oh, yeah. to make because it was 200. But, uh, um, yeah, and, like, it goes back to that same thing that I always bitch about with casual fans is that they don't appreciate the craft. They just want to see carnage. And when they don't see carnage, they say, oh, fuck this. They get Boring. super fucking mad. It's why, like, people will watch a Floyd Mayweather fight, a guy who everyone in the boxing world tells everyone, no, he's not that fun to watch for you. You're not going to enjoy watching him fight. That's how. As a casual, now as a as a boxing purist, you love yeah. watching Floyd fight because of what he does. He, in the his ring. style is he's a defensive master. He wants to shut you down so you do nothing, and he just picks you apart. And you try to explain it to casual fans, and they watch that fight. They say it's boring, and say, "Oh, all of boxing is boring." So what do you mean he doesn't throw? They don't throw much. No, he like he's so. When good. on this same night we had the best fight of the night, I will say uh, over David Tremor and Lando Venata, you had. Keith, one time Thurman versus Danny Swift Garcia. And that was the best fight of the night. I started watching that fight because it was on during the the, the prelims of the UFC. And the first fucking three rounds of that fight are fucking fireworks. <laughs> I was so fucking excited. But then, because I'm a so hard, diehard, like, MMA fan, I switched over to the Mark Hunt, Alistair Overeem. And I missed, like, a nice chunk of that fucking fight. Who won, by the way? Remember? It was uh, Keith Thurman. 
He won by a split decision, which should have been unanimous. Agreed. Anytime but. you guys mention like an exciting, I've gone back and watched like. Dude, the Keith Thurman, uh, Danny Garcia, the, the first two rounds are super exciting. I mean, Keith it, Thurman it, literally like he wanted to dude, murder Garcia. He wanted to rip his fucking head off. He because everyone kept comparing it. like this is like this is like because everyone always says. You know, why aren't they more like the 80s where blah, 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 or some shit. It's like, oh, yeah, we got <laughs> fucking... Like two. Robert De Niro and Raging Bull, you know? And, like, fucking Ray Leonard was helped was promote this fight, by the faggot. way. But Ray Leonard was helped there promote the fight, and he's all like, this reminds me of, like, when I was fighting all this stuff. Because like, you had these two undefeated fucking welterweights at the top of their game going at it, and they tried to fucking murder each other in the first couple of rounds. Ray, Ray Leonard fight, is ageless. Thurman has to be my favorite boxer right now just because he's, <laughs> he's so a unorthodox and he's wild, man. He's a fucking maniac. But he's, he's so fast that, like, he's so unorthodox and he's so fast that he'll throw this wild hook and you'll be like, haha, I'm about to catch you with this jab or this straight. Like, you're about to get fucked up and I'm going to guard that hook. And he's gone. He's like, a, he's not a ghost. He's just so unorthodox. He's not a Lomachenko. In the he's way, a ghost. no, 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 no. Lomachenko, uh-huh. it's different. It's Lomachen- footwork, well, Loma, that's well, different. What Lomachenko does is he'll hit you with a couple and then float away, but he'll still be right in your presence and you're swinging at air. <laughs> it's like trying to catch that's smoke. That's a ghost. That's exactly what ghosts. And, right, uh, but Thurman but is Thurman, just... he fucking literally loads up a hundred percent on every goddamn shot, and he goes. And he'll hit your guard, but it'll still make you move a little bit because he has so much power. And then he literally just runs away. Yeah, like, he'll, 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 he'll throw a left hook and duck so far to his right fucking knee that he's at his right ankle. Like, the, he's like, does the Marciano fucking lean and just yeah, like, yeah. like hell of far down. Under, and then he jumps backwards, and then he moves around for a bit. And then when you get close again, he just fucking wings wild haymakers at you, trying to fucking rip your head off. He's literally the exact opposite of Lomachenko. Like the footwork <laughs> isn't the, there. The technique. Know how to bend. There. His knees are actually in braces. That's because Lomachenko has technique. Like Thurman Thurman just, just moves. Like I know Thurman has a little bit of technique, but at the same time, this is what I was talking like, about. Wild That's what I was talking about in the preview. Was that he doesn't? He he's doesn't. Know, he's not a good like uh, uh, boxer puncher. It's like oh, yeah, you he relies on his week, power yeah. and like he can move. He gets on his bicycle a little bit and moves, but he doesn't have fluidity. Nah, yeah. He can't, he can't punch and move. Punch and move. He punches, 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 and then. Bicycle backpedals a little bit, and then punches, 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 moves, backpedals. And that's what he does. He goes, carries it in and out, and he gets a little wild. He ducks to his right a little too often. And uh, it was able, he allowed Garcia to get back into the fight, he which did, was fun. He did, yeah. Garcia was able to withstand. And hey, Garcia is a fucking tough warrior, man. Are you kidding me? Like, he took a beating those first two rounds. The first round, he was honestly in trouble. The second round, he didn't get in too deep of trouble, too deep of waters. He was able to withstand everything. But that first round, he was in some serious trouble, and he fucking withstood it. He was like, Garcia's hurt. And the uh-huh. mid-rounds, he started, like, you know, he, started, like, he kept coming forward, and he was, like, starting to time Keith a little bit. He was landing a couple of hooks here and there landing the jab here and there but then you know Keith Thurman like was like all right few rounds to go stepped on the gas started outlanding Danny Garcia Danny Garcia just started he wasn't uh like putting uh intelligent pressure on Thurman and he didn't cut off the ring to trap Thurman against the ropes and then you know wear him out Thurman just kept moving and uh, Garcia was following him. He wasn't cutting off the ring. He was following Thurman around the ring, which allowed Thurman to use the distance, use his speed advantage, use his footwork advantage. Because like I said before, Garcia is pretty stiff. Um, so Thurman was able to do that and pile up points going to the uh, 12th round. And I, yeah, he, I think without that first round, 
Danny Garcia would have been able to cut it off because he wouldn't have been scared. I think I he agree. felt some fucking power I in that first I round. I think that was part of Thurman's plan, actually, was like, I'm going to go out fucking hard. And it's like, if he withstands it, He's gonna be a little wary. He's gonna be questioning that way. I could, then I could just box my way yeah, to a right. victory. Great okay. fight. That was that was the best fight of the fucking night. Um, back over to UFC. Um, we have uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Tyrone Woodley for the fucking one seventy welterweight belt. And what you got was a chess match. Um, a lot of posturing. A lot of like trying to time him and like a lot of fainting. A, a lot, lot of fainting. A lot of like, oh, I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna go low. I'm gonna go high. No, I'm, I'm gonna go left. I'm gonna come right. Oh, maybe come I'm come on, young blood. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did anybody seen like both, <laughs> both guys was both guys were worried about what the other guy had. Like they both tasted each other's power. Like, uh, well, that was a game. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Moonlight too much. Tasted but, uh, each other's power, huh? Woodley uh, knows how good of a striker Wonder Boy is, and he knows he knows that he got like outstriked in the in three of the uh, rounds of the first fight. He's like, okay, I can't let that happen. That outstruck. I, I have. To, I want. He's like, he was trying to draw him in. Like that's what one of the things that Woodley likes to do. He likes to walk against the cage and wait for his opponent to you know throw something at him or make a move at him. And then he Side counters. Note, with, that's point number one. Keep going. That's point count, number one. He for counters. Me. Likes to counter with that big right hand, or he likes to go for the takedown because he's got that great fucking wrestling. And that's why he was able to dominate Wonder Boy in the first fight. Was with his fucking wrestling. He was so good on the ground. And you could tell that he was waiting to do that, and Wonder Boy knew he was waiting to do that. So Wonder Boy was not going to rush in. He wasn't throwing a lot of kicks, which are smart. He studied one, him. He studied okay. his opponent. Wonder I mean, Boy threw one kick in the first round. He's literally a kickboxer. Oh, he's a shit. karate point fighter. Point he fighter. has incredible kicks, and he literally <laughs> threw one kick because he knew his one opponent kick. studied him as well. He's like, "Well, I'm not going to give him something that he's used well, to." Well, the I'm first time he, he threw that lazy kick in the first fight, he got his ass taken down. So he's like, "Okay, if I throw a kick, it's it can't be that lazy." Takedown. Yeah. And so what you got is a is a chess match, and people are losing their fucking mind over it. I'm I'm going to review the fight real fast, and then I, my my main. Argument and reason why I'm so butthurt about this is because of everybody's reaction to it. But let me just plow through the fight real fast. So the first round, you had seven strikes thrown. The second <laughs> round, but between each of them, okay? Uh, Holy I, 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 I want to say Wonder Boy had like five and Tyrone had like two. So they're literally just measuring each other out and they're walking around the ring. They didn't do a lot the first round, but... Because Wonder Boy threw more and he landed a couple, you give it to Wonder Boy. So the first round's a Wonder Boy round. Even though it was uneventful, not very exciting, not a lot of fucking strikes thrown, you give it to Wonder Boy because he was the aggressor and he threw more strikes. Second round comes around, and Wonder Boy is somebody who fights in the middle of the octagon. Wonder Boy is somebody who fights with aggression. Wonder Boy is not going to be backed up to the cage, and when he is, you're probably going to get caught because Wonder Boy is a counter striker. So most people that even fight Wonder Boy allow Wonder Boy to have the center of the octagon because they understand you can't go in rushing after strikes to Wonder Boy because he's a counter striker. Now he's waiting for you to throw. There's so he two. Well, there's up, two, right? there's has, two mentality. He has, he has great footwork too. So he knows how to slide to the side, to the back. Like he knows as soon as he starts, you start to even think about making a move. He's already calculated. He's going to take two steps, one to the back, one to the right, and kick you in the fucking head. But there's two <laughs> mentalities. That's the terrifying. Way to think about it. <laughs> there's two mentalities on how to fight someone like that. Either you pressure them and you put them against the case, so or then you they get a can't gun counter. And you shoot them while they're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you either pressure them or you wait. 
You wait for them to make a mistake, and you become the counter striker, and you make them pursue you, which is exactly which what takes them be. out of their comfort zone, and like they're they can't really. It's like I'm better. It's at like Adney and women, like them coming yeah. after him. You know what I mean? He's yeah, like, they're not in their comfort zone exactly, anymore. Bro. <laughs> exactly, bro. No, 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 I'm the one that gets to reject. You. All right, check, check it out. Now you gotta impress me. What you gonna do? And so I think this is something that needs to be brought up within scoring is knowing the fighters. You have to know the fighters that you're judging upon. I think that needs to be a criteria for the judges. I think the number one, number one thing that all judging in both combat, main combat sports, fucking MMA, boxing, is that. You don't just award aggression. Yeah. Like, so many fucking judges do that where they just go, oh, well, that guy was walking forward, so he was winning around, right? It's like, no, motherfucker. That's not... It has to be intelligent aggression. Is the aggression doing anything? Like, like one of the judges during the Garcia-Thurman fight gave Garcia eight fucking rounds because he was walking forward, wow. even though he wasn't he wasn't putting pressure on Thurman. He wasn't making Thurman move backwards. He was literally Thurman, following Thurman. Thurman was fucking moving on of his own like accord and he was moving and Garcia was flumming around unable to get him against the ropes if you're putting Thurman is a leader then they should give him to yeah, him you if know you're what putting mean? pressure Garcia on a guy a follower. if you're putting pressure on a guy like one of the dead giveaways judges is that the guy who's being pressured will end up with his back against the cage or against the ropes and he'll get fucking hit you know what I mean but if he's just moving around and punching when he wants to punch and moving when he wants to move and the other guy is like blocking here and there and looking for one big shot that's not intelligent aggression. It's a dead fucking giveaway. And just like, and so like, that's what happened in this fight. A lot of like casual fans looking at it like Wonder Boy was coming forward, yep. all that kind of stuff. And, and so that's, that's how it's scored. The- for everybody, this is my main beef. With everybody, everyone is scoring at 3 2 to Wonder Boy because in the first two rounds, he Wonder Boy showed aggression. He was coming forward. But what happened is, I said he needed to come forward because he's a counter puncher. He, they, that's why he's no, the opposite. no, no, well, no, 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 wrong, wrong. He does no, no, not no, need no, to come saying, forward as I'm, a counter puncher. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. He's a counter puncher. So the guy wanted the kickboxer wanted to go the opposite route. They wanted him to come forward because he's a counter puncher. He was waiting for the attack. So he led Wonder Boy on. Come follow me. Here's some breadcrumbs, bitch. So isn't that no, why? No, you're, like, you're you're getting them mixed up. Tyrone is Wonder the, Boy is the kickboxer. Wonder so Boy is oh, the sorry, I apologize. My bad. No, but you're right. Uh, so you're that's, right. Yeah, that's I mean, a fair. You got you fair. Have names yeah. aside. Yeah. Yeah. You got the concept right. Yeah, you got the concept right. right. It yeah. was just like Woodley wanted to make Wonder Boy come forward so he can counter with either that big right hand that he hurt him with in the first fight or take him down. And which, Woodley is easily the most explosive guy in the UFC. I have I have not seen anybody be able to travel the amount of distance that he is able to travel and still carry the power within his punch over the distance that he's traveling. And not leave himself like really badly open. It's like saying Hansel, Very badly It's like open. saying Hansel and Gretel only got eaten by the word almost like put in the oven because they left breadcrumbs. It's like, yeah, what? Yeah, that doesn't fair. make any <laughs> sense. No, I left this so I can get back it to where I was at. That yeah. left nothing to the oven. What? Exactly. Yeah. It's the same so thing. So this entire fight comes down to the second round. The entire fight comes to the second round. Yeah. Everything else is clear. Wonderboy won the first. Second round's questionable. And we're watching the fight, and I was like, dude, I have no idea how I would score that first round. That, that was difficult. <laughs> and he's like, I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> honestly, honestly, the, the, cats, honestly cats. The, first, <laughs> the first two rounds are really hard to score. And the only reason but I Chris favor Woodley, Woodley is because he landed harder, visible shots. And that is in the criteria for judging. Damage done and strikes landed. That is in the judging it's percentage criteria. Landed. Same thing with remember, percentage landed. Landed. They landed. No, it's not, it's no, not it's percentage not. landed. It's uh, uh, clean, effective punching. Clean, effective strikes. Clean, effective strikes. So, and that's what's really important is because it's a fight. 
you're supposed to be doing damage to the other to the other person. So like, so what, like is, what Max Kellerman always does when he's like, what I do when I think about judging is like, who I, would I have rather have been in that round? Like, and it's like, so think about oh, that. That's like, a good who did point. the most damage? Like, would you be the guy who's like, you're coming forward, but you're getting hit a lot more, and you're like, your face is a lot more beaten up. You're ta- you're feeling a lot more pain than the other guy. Are you gonna say to yourself, but I was moving forward though. So <laughs> I would rather be the guy moving forward. Than the- I should have won, you know. Like, like no, you want to be the guy <laughs> dealing more damage and. When Chris was talking about that later on, because like I was like, yeah, I have no idea how to score the second round either, bro. He was all, I gave, I gave it to Woodley because you know, and like he was talking about how like Woodley was damaging Wonderboy. Wonderboy had that cut over his eye. He cut him. And that early. was the first punch. Now let's go to the the fight metrics. That's what everybody wants to do with this fucking fight. They want to go to the fight metrics. So like I said in the first round, Wonderboy landed about seven strikes. Woodley landed two. Okay, fight metric says you give that to him. Fine. Let's go with this stupid fight metric thing. So second round. Both of them landed eight strikes. Even. So now you have to go to who landed the cleaner, more efficient, more damaging shots. And that goes to Woodley. He landed four. Four right hooks right to Wonderboy's chest. In the middle of his chest. After the round, Wonderboy's fucking entire chest was red. It, 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 you could tell that he had damage inflicted. Now... Wonderboy landed a couple, and they were to Woodley's body. He landed a nice straight front kick Woodley's to his body. body. But <laughs> he also threw. <laughs> this is where I think and I feel that the judging and like uh, these people that are he saying misconstrued, this, yeah, are, uh, because he threw more highlight kicks. He threw a spinning round kick that landed, and I'm doing quotations right now because Woodley had a guard. Now, it still landed. Even when you have a guard, when it's you have leg. those small yeah. gloves, the, your, your arm is all you're guarding it uh, with, who, uh, it's the still large landing. Gloves, large gloves. But <laughs> is it clean and effective as me and Annie are talking? Uh, it didn't seem like it because when Woodley hit Stephen Wonderboy Thompson in his chest, you saw Stephen Wonderboy Thompson back the fuck up. You saw him get affected by it, and not only did you see him be affected I by think people it underestimate. Punching. People, I think really people like casual fans will underestimate the damage that a punch to the chest does because they're like, it's your chest. You should be able to take that. It's like, no, dude, that hurts. You lost your fucking <laughs> win, but <laughs> like, you could literally, your heart could literally skip a beat. <laughs> like, that, that's the thing that fucking happens. Like something that Sugar Ray Robinson would always do is aim for your heart when he fought guys because he knows it would fuck you up. He tried you know to mean? kill people. That's why he had to retire. <laughs> <laughs> he did kill a guy, by the way. So yeah, when outside you look, he became an assassin. <laughs> I did so much analysts shit on this fucking fight that when you look at the effective strikes landed in round two, Woodley wins. Now, Wonderboy is the aggressor in the entire round, but how does the judge criteria break down? It goes first, clean, effective striking, then ring dominance, ring movement, uh, ring, ring generalship. Ring general yeah, because you can be moving forward and getting so your ass beat. Yeah, you said be like, moving forward and getting hit, getting yeah. hit. Come at me, come yeah. at me, bro. Getting hit, getting hit. Exactly. You're still getting hit, motherfucker. That's why it's not called like, that's why it's not called ring aggression. It's called ring generalship. It's our ownership what, of the What team. fighter is keeping the fight where he wants it to be? Yep. That's the actual, that's what generalship means. It's like, I want the fight to be here, and that's where the fight is happening at. So I get the edge if you can't make a decision based off of the strikes or the takedown or the wrestling. 
See what I mean? Like that's what no, it's supposed great. to be. And if there are so many judges, I don't know. Like it's people have been complaining about this for fucking years, and yet judges are still taught. Man, aggressor, dude. aggressor, aggressor. It's I think so it's because fucking... the judges are around the crowd. I think if you could put the judges in like a secluded spot, but then it kind of like. Like you would essentially earmuffs, earmuff the judges. Like you would kind of have to put them in like a soundproof box that the Pope rolls around in, so At no the same one can time, shoot them. We, like, we have to realize. So shoot them. What? <laughs> Who's have, shooting judges at these matches? We have to realize. I'm at just some saying point, they're influenced. Look, I like, it's easier for us to judge a fight because we got TV. We're looking at TV angles. We have really good sound quality. Like, it's easier for us to the decide. The elite have so these angles on so the boxing match. It's making you think that these winners, <laughs> it's in the it's Do you think it would be easier to judge if they were in a secluded room then? Wonder Boy Thompson's a reptilian. <laughs> yeah, I, it's Because I feel like there's there's got to be, because you're not getting the sound of the punches. Like, I mean, you get it, but it's not it's not the same thing as if you're ringside. So, like, there's an element to both that I feel that well, you have Crouch to have. here. Look at Crouch here. That, no, and when that's you, my main point. Yeah, the Crouch, the Lord, yeah. and Kovalev fight, you saw, like, you can hear punches from all the way where we were. We weren't too far up. We got some good seats. But... Um, Bro, shut up. Um, uh, no, but like, like uh, no, but you like uh, like Adney said, it's different when you're watching TV because Adney talks about it all the time hearing people call. No, it that, on that, that's TV why I brought it. It's way different than watching the fight. And it's not, and it's not just the uh, the people calling it, but it's like you can like it's easier to tell. I talked about that when we watched Ward Cobra yeah. too. It's easier to tell what punches landed and how much damage they did when you're watching it a telecast than you are watching it live. You're in it's the ring, basically. Easier. You're in yeah, the ring. You have, yeah. It's such better sound and visual quality that like, and it's, and sometimes even though the judges are right there, they're on the apron, they, they're right there fucking face close. Sometimes, saying, like sometimes, like, sometimes they're way over, they're really far away. Like they're on the other side of the octagon or the other side of the ring. Outside of the fucking, and you know, like, they're like, watching like, on the big screen outside. Crowds, crowds really do affect judging. They really fucking do. Yeah. You have to be trained really well in order to avoid that kind of thing. And, and it's, it's a it's brutal, so like that, it's a brutal to, conversation. So anyways, anyways, like um, we said, Pope but maybe every judge gets a Pope mobile. <laughs> That's what Chris wants. <laughs> I do. I, I kind of like it though. I kind of dig it. Or maybe it's just like because um, you have mics attached to the cameras that are videotaping everything, and maybe they have. Earplugs and, ears and they can only hear the microphones that's what that I was are thinking. inside yeah, of the like Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And they can only hear the some super fucking Pope. So, anyways, ear, ear um, after round two, so I have a one-one. A lot of people gave it two-zero for Thompson, and I just I, I can't agree with that. But let's move on. Uh, round three, Woodley comes out, he takes him down. Now he doesn't dominate him like he did the fucking first fight where he just kept him on the ground, but he does take him down. And he does take him a while, but he takes him down, he gets him on the ground, and he beats him up. And Wonderboy doesn't throw shit that round. So that round's easily Woodley. Next round comes up, Thompson's firing. This is the Thompson we all know and love. This is the Thompson that should have been coming out the fucking first round, but he didn't. So now he threw 34 strikes. He threw 34 strikes in the fourth round. You threw seven! Seven! (laughs) In the first round, dude. Like, I just... uh. What? And then that was after he got wrestled. Like, Wonderboy needs to be against Ty... Okay, this is... What happens not- is Tyrone needs to fucking tackle him in the first minute of the first round, and that'll get his fucking juice filled. It's tackling fuel. 
It's terrible. <laughs> see, what happened is, no, but see, no, but, and but no, I can't even agree with that because what happened is eventually, eventually, Tyrone, what does Tyrone do? Every single fucking fight that I have seen Tyrone Woodley in, he is against the cage. Every single fight. There's been one fight that he wasn't, and that was against Robbie Lawler, and that's because he knew Robbie Lawler is not going to threaten to take him down, and Robbie Lawler is not going to kick his legs. So, of course, he can be in the middle of the ring swinging for the fucking fences because he knows... A, his legs aren't going to get kicked. Fences, really. And black. B, he's okay. not going to get taken down. And Robbie Lawler isn't a kickboxer. He's a striker. That's that's an ideal matchup for Tyrone. Of course he's going to be in the middle of the ring for that. Because he has the explosiveness. Robbie Lawler's on his fucking downside. He's a little bit older. He's a little bit slower. Tyrone's so explosive. He is the most explosive person in the UFC right now. I have never seen somebody throw a right that is covered six fucking feet. Tyrone's it's really absolutely exploding. amazing. Really exploding right now. Like, <laughs> so anyways. Wait, where was I? <laughs> I fucked up. I fucked up. If you go back to like the fifth, in, in the fifth round. I, okay? I got so fucking No, you are. You're excited. And, and if you you calm the, it down. If, if you look at the fifth round, like it's, it was pretty even. Most of the fifth round, kind of a lot of posturing again. But in the last, like, minute plus of that round of the fight, fucking Woodley explodes and legitimately, like, he lands a beautiful right hand and uh, Wonder Boy's a little wobbled. He follows through, gets him against the cage, he hits him with another great right that, like, seriously buckles. Wonder Boy and, and he, Wonder Boy's he legs fall. His, le- his legs fall. Yeah. And the only other time Wonder Boy's buckled like that was the last fight <laughs> against, against Woodley. Tyron Woodley, oh, where he got almost fucking knocked out. <laughs> but yeah, and that's like, crazy. So he hits him again. That's so crazy. And his legs buckle. They fall from underneath him. He drops, and then of course. Woodley's just on top of him and beats him until the bell rings and the fight's over. So it was. But like, but Thompson is he gets up he doesn't because he's get, Wonder Boy he's, Thompson he's tough as fuck. He's the toughest he's Wonder Boy. He's the Superman. Of- so here's the thing though, like even though most of the round was kind of a lot of posturing, he did a, so much damage to the end. So it's like a lot of people like scored it a ten eight. You have to with uh, under okay. Because he dropped him and had him hurt, and he almost had him out. So, under so the who, new won the fight? Rules. who won the fight? Under the new rules, you have to score that as a 10-8. Under the new rules. Now, under the old rules, I can see you <laughs> not. Rules is rules. I have a burp. But no, um, wait. So, so who won the fight? And this is Wonder why you have a all. whole. No, 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 no. no, no. Woodley won it. But, 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 but see, you're. you're but that's get, a controversy. But you're is, getting it from my perspective. You're not getting it yet. No, he beat his ass, right? And then he. It's not biased, dude. And if anything. Hold on, hold on. You need to just be quiet right now. I'm the listener. Because it's biased. He's biased. I'm a Wonder Boy fan. Fuck you, Chris. The reason why everyone is giving it to Wonder Boy is because of his aggression. Because Wonder Boy, for five fucking rounds, stood in the middle of the fucking ring. And he wanted Tyrone to come to him. But like I was saying before, every single fight that Tyrone has been in, besides... The Robbie Lawler fight. He is on the cage. That's what that's what Woodley does. He wants because what that allows Woodley to do is it makes you think you're getting a sense of comfort. It makes you think that you're finding Woodley's rage. But what Woodley is doing is he's not throwing this entire time. You're throwing. You're finding your range. And Woodley's timing you the entire time. So yeah, it took him 20 minutes to time Woodley or to time Wonderboy this time. Whereas the first time it only took him 10. But this time Wonderboy came in smarter and he came in way more tentative. So it took him a solid 20 fucking minutes to get that tiny window. That 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 point two five seconds. I understand. And that's all that it took was point two five seconds. Woodley knocked him. What Wonderboy fell down. What did Wonderboy do the whole fight? Nothing. 
There, there isn't a fucking mark on Woodley at all. Maybe on his abs, a little red. But Thompson, on the other hand, his face is a little red. His, his shoulders all red he's from cut. his pectoral. He's cut. He's fucked up a little bit. And he's the only one that got legitimately hurt in you the fight. Can't like, see red on black skin, though. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that last round is a ten eight pound. That last round is a ten eight pound. On people's skin. Under the new scoring. Now, under the old scoring, it's not. I think it's a ten nine round because he caught him in the very last minute, and then Wonderboy got up. So and on your scorecard, it, it still would have been a win for Woodley. On my scorecard, so win. what? Like what Chris is saying, what he scored it as, and what a lot of the judges, what the judges scored it at, it was uh, three rounds to two for Woodley plus a ten eight round. So he went. There was one judge did, that gave it a ten eight round, but he actually wound up giving it a forty seven to forty seven, and he actually wound up giving a it a draw. But he was a Trump gave, supporter, so it doesn't matter because he, he gave the second round. Of, yeah, to that's Tom the difference. Like so, that's that that one that second round is so. He is what, that's why Chris harped on it so badly early in the conversation. But that's what made, that made was, the difference, right? Because it was that so four, four close. Punch. It was yeah. so close. Yeah. And it could. it's one of those rounds that like some are going to give it to fucking uh, Wonderboy. And that's what really made the difference. Say, oh, that was a fucking draw. It should have been a draw. It should have been a draw and all this kind of stuff. Under so it would have been 2-2 two, two and a draw. Dude, so I would have yeah. done the that's first. people think, right? Yeah. yeah. I would have done the first two rounds 10-10. I don't, I don't think there's a. Even? Yeah, I, I would have made him even because... Like there is something well, not to even. say. One's black, one's white. There is something to say about Wonderboy <laughs> being in Islam, the middle right? of the ring, and he knows that. Like, like there is something to say about that. But Tyrone did land the hardest strikes. But at the same time, like, yeah, he is backing up. Like, That's so I can note. see the argument. But even if you do go 10-10, Tyrone won the third and the fifth. So it still goes to Tyron. Yeah, so even people arguing saying that no Wonderboy went, it's like, no, did you not I watch see, the same and that's fucking what fight? I can't get. I, I do not see Wonderboy winning that fight. And that's what I thought your argument was in the beginning. Sorry, I, I wasn't, I, it's hard for me to, to seriously pay it, like full close attention. No, I don't it's, understand it's, the it's hard for you to just pay but, attention. No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was Wonderboy won, but you're giving me the basis no, of saying no. that, uh, what's his name? Tyrone. Tyrone. Tyrone, Tyrone won, um, but I, I thought at the beginning you were saying that they gave it to Wonderboy, but this is why because Tyrone, everybody is no, now coming yeah, out yeah, saying you're right. Yeah, you're right. It was just uh, yeah, it was just people online. I think the decision it's, was legit. Casual, the, the casual fans are saying it's a fucking robbery. See, that's, that's where I started fucking getting mad because I have experts calling me robbery, like a rob. No, this fight is close. Like you, whether you who you believe agree one, you have to admit the fight was incredibly close. Yeah, that doesn't. Mean it's a robbery. A robbery I mean, is when an obvious fucking and it was super a boring fight. fight. Everyone says it was a boring. Did you think it was a boring fight? No. Marco Antonio Barrera versus Eric Morales. The first fight, remember that? The yeah. switcheroo. And the second fight, the switcheroo. Yeah. And the third fight, <laughs> switcheroo. It was the switcheroo. And the third fight was the actual final fight between. It was the real fight between them because judges fucked up both fights. How do you fuck up two fights in a trilogy? Overcorrection. That's so crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Oscars. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, I think. What the thing is is look at that. Look at people want somebody to win so far. They favor someone so hard I mean, that they're willing to call it, so like they're, they're willing to call it a fucking like. Look at the last fight that we talked about. I think it might have been two oh eight or two oh seven when we talked about. They said, "Oh, he was bought out. He was bought out. That's why he lost." You could see it on the mat. Chill, he oh, chill versus yeah, yeah. Tito. Look at that. People are man, so man. quick to call bullshit because they're they're fucking icon lost they, it's tribalism the person that they wanted to win lost and it's like no fucking rigged fake news fake Dude, exactly. lost exactly like, the look, same thing like man. after Mayweather Pacquiao we were still in that bar watching it and all these fucking 
motherfuckers. They were all Asian, by the way. They said, robbery, robbery, what does that matter? Why would you bring that up? You know exactly what that means. <laughs> oh, I know, but Chris doesn't. <laughs> and it's like, like they're no, all Asian. Like, it's like, fuck. <laughs> I didn't say that. It's fucking Asians. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, just, I said what he said. <laughs> Asian motherfuckers. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a really good fight. Um, because it was pins and needles the whole time. You were just on the edge of shit. Like, what the like? Because there was so much. It was like a the buildup of. Uh, the old shootouts and old spaghetti westerns. How like it was just like this build up in this tense moment. You could see everything building up. You could see them both measuring and like waiting for the opportunity. When the opportunity showed itself, they both would try to explode. You dig? But you, <laughs> and then, like I like that's such a great reference that you brought spaghetti westerns because you finally even got your little bit of like resolution with Woodley pretty much knocking him out. He didn't knock him out, but he fucked him up. And you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. now I feel the satisfied. The best part of the fight was the last 30 fucking seconds. And it easily could have went the other way. Thompson yeah. easily could have tagged him but a couple times. But that last 30 then... seconds made the fight. It was like... It's but a, then like, you said like, the point... problem is, is you're, it's like we're still going into scoring and I'm harping too much on the UFC. We need to get over to boxing and so I'll just end with this. The scoring system is still flawed. They, 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 so I need to contact us. I'm telling, contact me. I'll tell you how to score. No, because we already came last week with the conclusion of we don't know. We haven't come <laughs> up. Okay, but we I know. The <laughs> I, it's been a week and I figured it out. Okay. Give it to it's who, just it's give hard. it to whoever's um, white. Uh, I That's just really hope. <laughs> I really hope Woodley gets to fight somebody like a uh, Damian Maya. Damian Maya is absolutely amazing on the ground. So we got to see Tyrone. Oh, that was the challenge. first name that popped in his head when I asked. Okay, so who would you want to see Woodley fight next? And he's like Damian Maya. <laughs> because you Damian Maya. For Maya but the, well, the problem is, is Damian Maya's striking is like super amateur. Like he's built his striking up through. Fighting in the UFC, but he is a BJJ master, and I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what happens on the ground. That's like on the on the feet. I know what happens. That's gonna I know, be a total. Like, I, 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 that fight's gonna be like the entire time on the ground. Yeah, and you're gonna get the same casual fans. Yeah, fucking yeah. stand up and swing at each but other. But see, unlike the other ones where I've been like, yeah, you should buy this one. That one, I'm like, yeah, don't buy this one. Chris, <laughs> Chris, when you say he's a BJJ Master, it's one letter away from being 25 on the Beast of Scale. It's all I think every time. Every time. Mine in the one gutter. letter away, dude. So anyways, uh, BJ Master. Tyron will do one. Rightfully so. We're going to see who he has to fight next. What do we got for boxing? Oh, we got a bunch of stuff coming up. You know what's great? You had the best segue over earlier. That oh man, I wish you would have threw it to that because you were like, all right, back to me. <laughs> you had to because so it's like, we, fuck, like, why did I give him so that? We already talked Thurman Garcia. It was a pretty Such fun a fight night. to watch. Such a good um, Garcia lost. His dad is saying he should retire. This is bullshit. His dad needs to stop talking Fuck for him. You. We've said this. Seriously. But um, <laughs> Danny Garcia is still a top welterweight. Um, there's a lot of options for it. Like there, Somebody asked Keith Thurman, like, so what do you think about Sean Porter and Danny Garcia fighting next? Because Th- Thurman fought both. And he's all, that's a great fight. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be a great fucking fight. I apologize. Did I click something? I think I might have clicked the, uh, the, no, the volume. Fine. The volume, 71. Did I click some shit? Sorry, no. I apologize. I uh, make sure. you did the recording. Yeah, 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 I got you. It's okay. Okay, sorry. I'm my bad, guys. It's okay. So um, Sean Porter, or not Sean Porter, but uh, Keith Thurman with this win is now um, pretty much the number one welterweight in the world. Like, uh, Kel Brook, who was the number one welterweight in the world for a long time, like, he hasn't beaten a top welterweight in a long time. And so, like, that inactivity kind of hurt his ranking. Manny Pacquiao recently beat Jesse Vargas, and because it's Manny Pacquiao, he's high-ranked at welterweight. But pretty much, like, 
Keith Thurman just beat fucking Sean Porter, the monster, and then beat Danny Garcia, who's undefeated and like a real name opponent. So Keith Thurman is the man to beat at welterweight now. So that's going to set up a lot of exciting stuff later. I posed this question to you earlier. Why isn't Keith Thurman a top five pound for pound fighter after a performance like that? Well, because I'll tell you why. I got five reasons why he's not Glad a top you five pound for pound fighter. And then, <laughs> we didn't plan this for nothing. <laughs> and here they are. Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. Boom. Gennady Gennadyevich Golovkin. Boom. Andre Ward. Boom. Sergey Kovalev. Boom. And Vasily Lomachenko. Boom. Those five reasons Ooh, wait, are why not, Keith Thurman. Last one. Say it again. Vasily Lomachenko. Ooh, say it again. <laughs> Please. One more time. Vasily Lomachenko. <laughs> so legit. You're so right. You're so right. I love so Lomachenko. Right. I love so it. Much. I love it. I and love those it. are time. I met Lomachenko. Did I mention that? And there's. <laughs> we did meet. We did meet. <laughs> we did meet Lomachenko. <laughs> we did meet Lomachenko. <laughs> <laughs> Lomachenko. Shook his hand. But uh. <laughs> like, he tried to move it. I kept like trying to get it. <laughs> He's fast, boy. He's, He's fast. fast. He wouldn't let me shake it. <laughs> Piss me off. Also, like he's, I wouldn't put him in the like Teddy Atlas has him in his top ten. I don't know if I'd put him in my top ten because he got like so many like guys like fucking Terrence Crawford and Canelo Alvarez and just like there's a lot of guys you could put in the top ten. Plus, Lomachenko is not really a known. He's not well well known, and he's like not. In, what, for, what do you mean? The, I thought you were talking, I'm about. talking about the pound for pound rankings. That's what well I, known doesn't matter. Uh, no, I thought you meant pound for pound. For, like Lomachenko, you talking about Lomachenko on the pound for pound? No, I was talking about Keith Thurman. My bad, I apologize. Never mind then. But. uh Remember what you're gonna talk about, and that way <laughs> I can say it back to you. Like, yeah. Okay, so Keith um, Thurman, bitch. <laughs> what we got? Like, what well, actually? This Saturday, I didn't get to preview it. By the time you hear this show, it'll already have happened. But uh, Curtis Stevenson versus uh, fucking David Lemieux, two huge knockout punchers at Lemieux. middleweight, <laughs> who both got beat up by Gennady Golovkin. But they're still really exciting to watch. They're fuck really hard punchers. They're both really aggressive. That's gonna be a fun fight to watch. Um, it's on HBO, but that that's just like it'll already have happened by the time you hear this podcast. But I suggest you go back and watch it because it probably ended after two rounds. But anyways, also what's uh one thing that I'm really excited about is Michael Conlon is turning pro on St. Paddy's Day. Michael Conlon, in case you forgot, is the Irish Olympian who lost in the who lost in the Olympics in a bullshit decision and then flipped oh, off the shit. judges and everyone in the crowd and said fuck you and in his interview said they're fucking crooks they don't know what the fuck they're talking about this is all crooked bullshit they don't know what they're talking Fake about news. like just fucking talking shit and saying fuck you I won that goddamn fight this is a Where's robbery. my second fucking belt? <laughs> he was he hella did that. And like what's funny is that he's friends with Conor McGregor. They're, they're countrymen, and Conor McGregor is going to walk him to the ring. No. In his way. pro debut, Michael Conlon is going to walk to the ring with Conor McGregor like right his, by his like side. A father giving away a bride. Dude, uh, I know we're doing boxing right now, but go like, ahead. can you just go to the point of how smart Conor is? Not only is he trying oh, to crazy. fight Floyd, <gasps> he's but his now face. he's literally getting it like he's getting his face Jesus into the boxing Christ. community. That like, he's fucking genius. So he's gonna, dude, he's gonna get boxing fans <laughs> from being there and supporting his. Because Ireland was already got, like, because you got like all these Irish fans who are so crazy about Whoopsie! it. That's and, what he's doing. He's picking his face. <laughs> and he's also crazy about Michael Conlon because he's an Olympian. And he, he was like the fact that he was so Irish about fuck you, like, <laughs> yeah. like fuck you, potatoes and fucking gangs in New York. Dude, his accent is so much thicker than Connor's. Like Connor has like a Irish accent. Connor's his translator. It's American. Connor's his translator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's, That's where Connor so comes into a boxing community. That would be hilarious. <laughs> he like he seriously like that old. He that said he wears a second fucking belt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shut it off, Joe Rogan. Like, <laughs> if you're that old video, that's what Michael Collins sounds like. It's such a thick fucking accent, and uh, he's like, but he's fucking charming, dude. And he's he's a talented fighter. Obviously, he's in the fucking Olympics, but uh, he's turning pro six rounds at featherweight, and uh, that's gonna be fun to watch. That's on the seventeenth. But uh, what are we here to talk about? Come on, Triple G on the eighteenth. It's on pay-per-view. If you want to buy a fucking pay-per-view, now's the time to buy this fucking pay-per-view. HBO, this Showtime. HBO pay-per-view is loaded because you because it has three main fights on it. Are we going to go right? Jon Snow versus... Oh, sorry. So <laughs> you got the three main fights. And in these three fights, two of the fighters are not only in the top five pound for pound, like two of the most skilled, dominant fighters in the world, but they're also arguably the two most exciting fighters in the fucking world. I'm talking about Chocolatito and Triple G. Now, <sighs> they've been on the same card several fucking times. Now they're bringing it to pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, wow, I, a lot of people cool. have... Uh, Dude, mo- like, I feel like I have to buy this fight just because, like, is this his first pay-per-view? It's his first pay-per-view for me. It's tr- it's uh, Chocolatito's first pay-per-view but uh, I'm pretty sure. But it's Golovkin. Like, Golovkin was on pay-per-view before. But um, it's their first time on pay-per-view together. And uh, we thought we were going to – like uh, there was a lot of talk of them not being on the same card anymore. Is it 60? I'm just, sorry. It I'm is. pretty sure. Okay. But, we'll, dude, we'll have I'm, on it. I'm yeah, totally yeah we got to. But, I'll uh, pitch in. I'm going to be there. I'll throw a 20 <laughs> just for, for the podcast material. So, uh, <laughs> I'll so 20 down for material. After Floyd Mayweather retired, uh, um, not, uh, Chocolatito, Roman Gonzalez, was anointed number one pound for pound because he's a damn near perfect fighter. And and he just went through a war. And, he, and a completely opposite from Floyd Mayweather, he's all aggression. He throws 100 he's punches around. <laughs> he's, he's Nicaraguan. He's from Managua, Nicaragua. <laughs> And Whoa, watch your... You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> forward. <laughs> but, uh, and he, he throws 100 punches around. He's got great power. He doesn't... Like, if you hit him, he'll get mad and he'll hit you three more fucking times. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't shoot him. You'll only make him mad. <laughs> he's Mongo. Oh, he's for Mongo. These, these he's, a, he's a little oh. baby Mongo. That's a deep he's shot. He's five man. foot three Mongo. <laughs> yeah, Mongo. Super deep. Mongo like candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep one, dude. Uh, but, uh, but he's, I only he's know that because I'm on the podcast. So, the, like, like uh, Chris, you said his last fight was a war. It was against Carlos Cuadras, who turned out to dude, be that was a, a great monster. Fight. Like Ch- Chocolatito is known for. Like, he barely ever lost a round in his career. But what he's known for is he comes on twice as strong in the second half of his fights. And he gets the knockout. He has an incredible knockout rush. He's like, he's like, like he's just, he's at like 80% knockouts for this little tiny fighter. He's fought in four different weight classes. Who's brought his power up. Can you just say what his weight class is again, though? Like, let's right? remind me. It's, uh, it's junior bantamweight. It's 115 pounds. 115. He's and then he went up to pounds. what? Well, that's the, that's the way he's at now. He started at 105. Minimum weight. Wait, he started at 105 and now he's only at 115. Wow, that's for he, he's 83 percent knockout ratio. He's 46 and 0 with 38 knockouts. Can you imagine getting knocked out 0. by a dude that's 100 fucking? I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> Talk some shit about Nicaragua. We'll find out. But uh, so he so he's a fucking monster. But he recently had a really tough fight against Carlos Cuadras, who was. 35 and 0 with one draw. 35 and 0. One draw with 27 knockouts. A, ma- a classy boxer, one of the best in the division. And everyone was all, oh, still Chocolatito is going to walk through him. And for the first six rounds, Chocolatito was dominant. And everyone's like, okay, now he's going to really put it on him. 
Nope. nope. Out of nowhere, Carlos Quadras, who was now used to Chocolatito, had his timing down, had everything ready, finally made the adjustment and started out, like, outboxing him. He started winning rounds. It was still like eight rounds to four in favor of Chocolatito, but Quadras... Rightfully so, but Quadras put up a fucking fight, man. Dude, he... Like, he, like, I feel like he put out the game plan, like, hey, hey, it's possible to beat this guy and just follow these couple rounds. Now you just have to sustain these rounds. There was, there's only one, like, this was seriously... The only real tough fight of Chocolatito's career. That's what's like fascinating. Is like, okay, in 46 fights, 46 professional fights, he's fought in four different weight classes and been a, the the best fighter in each division, winning the titles in each division. And the only guy to ever give him trouble was uh, Juan Francisco Estrada, and he won like two rounds and everyone was all like oh wow that was such a tough fight for Chocolatito it's like he only won two rounds and but it's like compared to those other fights everyone's like this is a tough fight and then Quadros comes along and wins four and this that's not a that's, that's a not 10 a pound jump that's yeah yeah and like here's the thing like winning four rounds out of 12 in any other fight is like well you got dominated but be, that's how good Chocolatito is. That's how dominant he's been. That this guy was actually gave him a fight and won the last couple you gotta rounds. Gotta give it to Quatros for, for even being able to have those four fucking rounds. That guy is amazing in fighter, fighters. Oh, and he's a participation trophy. What's funny is, I think, like, <laughs> I feel, I'm scared that you're, con- like, it's confusing when you talk to, like, cr- like, not ca- uh, casual fans because you're like 115 was 105 right? 83% in the fight right <laughs> like you're doing you're throwing out math equations and they're like alright you lost me okay. like, like <laughs> so, I was the math fair. I was doing the math in my head like fucking kind of goodwill hunting I'm like well, oh, you're 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 the- <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a fucking janitor but you were in the bathroom <laughs> 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 but you were in the bathroom fuck off so Adrian, but they're, they the might be in the bathroom listening to this, Abney. The 83 was good his, point, right? His, you like I said, he's 46 and 0, and his knockout ratio is 38 percent, or not 38, his 38 knockouts, and it was 83 percent. And he's 46 years old, right? And then <laughs> he's 28, by the way. Wow. He's young. He's in his prime. God damn. Carlos Dude, he's going to be in his prime for like four years, like a four solo. Hopefully, a lot of these young, like smaller guys, they go fast because speed is such is so crucial. Sugar Ray Leonard's in his prime still. I think he's straight 68. Like he's what? He so, could have played fucking black in Moonlight. That's how young. <laughs> that motherfucker looks super young, dude. I'm not even joking. His name was Shyron, actually. But uh, black was the but, third uh, part of that's what I'm. Carlos Quadros is opening these three fights. What? So they're putting the the the. Wow, man. The idea is if if like to they're finally build up starting a to build fucking cards, dude. Yeah, and they want to build up a rematch. And get a lot of people like remember like this fight with the hardcore knows how good the first fight was. Casual fans need to know. We'll put on this pay per view. So Carlos Quadras is fighting a guy named uh, David Carmona, who I'm gonna be honest, he's not a top ten junior bantamweight. So it's like like let's be honest, is it a, is it a showcase? I Quadras? absolutely think it's a showcase fight for Quadras because he's, he's proven himself so to you be so hope. classy. Okay, because sorry. we've seen showcases go through. If we have, and it's why it's kind of... Can you tell to the casual fans what showcase means specifically, please? Okay, so a showcase fight is basically you got a guy who's a potential star. He's looked great in his last couple fights, and you want to put him in a big money fight. You have a, It's lined up, it's there, but you want to make sure that the fans are interested, the casual fans included. So... You put him against somebody that you know he's going to look good against. So people are like, oh my god, this guy looks unbeatable. He's incredible, This yeah. guy looks absolutely unbeatable. 
And what you want, the trick is to get the guy at a certain level so it's he's not like pathetic. He has a good looking record, he has a decent resume, and his style is tailor made for the guy you want to showcase. Oh shit, it's a setup fight. Yeah, and they do this on Oh, wow. It's an crazy. old school thing. It's mafia, yeah. The it's, mafia it's started a, that it's shit. It's an old school thing where you have two guys you want to fight, you want to fight, you put them on the exact same card against showcase opponents so they both look unstoppable. Let's and put them against each other. They were both unstoppable on that card. Why don't we get them to fight each other? Dude, that's like, smart yeah. as fuck. One of my favorite most people are yeah. retarded. One of my favorite. So that's fine. I my mean, favorite, that's promoting, you know? Yeah, smart. Like, it's one of my smart favorite thing, cases yeah. was uh, when they wanted Miguel Cotto to fight Antonio Margarito. They're all, well, nobody really knows Margarito. I thought people know Cotto. Let's do a showcase. Let's have them both on the same card and fight. Both of them sound and like orders from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a Margarito and a taquito? <laughs> and, Marga- and Margarito looked fucking. Like a good monster. with chili and cheese on it. Oh <laughs> they put him against an opponent who was a huge puncher, who so his record looked amazing, and he knew they knew that the casual fans would be like in awe of Margarito's opponent, and Margarito just walked right through him because they knew that was gonna happen. So it's like, oh wow, Margarito's a monster. And then Miguel Cotto in the main event fought a guy named Alfonso Gomez who was just so perfect. Like he was an aggressive guy, he's gonna come forward and try to make it action, but Miguel Cotto just like slipped everything and just. Like the body punches, he dropped him with a jab, and he just beat the hell out of him and outclassed him so supremely that I was like, "Oh my god!" Kenny Compton actually like called me after that. He's all, "Dude, Cotto's the shit." He's all, Miguel Cotto's like my favorite fighter no now. Way, he looked like awesome. I don't think anyone in the world could beat him. I don't think anyone in the world knows about him. You know about him? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's I'm like I'm like I'm like that's awesome, Kenny, because I love him too. And it was like, Kenny, that's... that was a showcase fight. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't, I didn't say that. But uh, like, no, like, I honestly didn't know. That's why I asked. But for the fans, but that's yeah, for the fans. But yeah, that's what you want to happen. That's what you want to do is to get these casual fans who maybe aren't even paying attention to the records, but they're like, wow, that was that guy looks so spectacular. I can't wait to see him fight again. And when they see Carlos Quadras against... Name out the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. Like I said... uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. Like I said, uh, Quadras is 35-1 and with uh, 27 knockouts. Carmona... I know you're a Falcon fan. I'm sorry. Calm down. So is Miguel Cotto. So shut up. (laughs) I'm just throwing out shit. Carmona, on the other hand, is 20 wins, 3 losses, 5 draws. Damn. It's a good record, but it's not on the same level as Quadras. Yeah. And uh, he only has eight knockouts. So it's it's kind of like... Uh, they have the similar dimensions, though. They're both 5'4", Stevie's fucking height. <laughs> but I'll uh, whoop their ass. What are they at? 105? 115. <laughs> and they're smaller than me. They're, I'll whoop I got 20 pounds on those niggas. <laughs> <minutes. laughs> they're... Uh, <laughs> You're 130? In <laughs> my bra. <laughs> They're junior bantamweights. Liar, okay? liar, so, back, sorry. so the fans who are gonna see this, see these are two junior bantamweights. We're gonna see this quadress guy look fucking dominant. I think. I think he's gonna look good. Like, wow, that guy looked really good. Let's watch the next fight. Oh, this Chocolatito guy. Who everyone keeps talking about. He's the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. He's forty six and zero with thirty eight knockouts. God damn. He's fighting like this guy. He's fighting um, a fighter. He's fighting a guy from Thailand. Who these names are fucking impossible. Give it to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> His name is. He can read Asian. You don't like Asians. We know that. You mentioned earlier. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Wixaxil Wangik. Well, Nailed it! No, not at all. That Are was you kidding a, me? That was, a racial, oh, that was a racial slur in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> he just said you can't fight in Thailand. <laughs> Taiwanese and just Check out this guy's record. 41 wins, 4 losses, 1 draw, 38 knockouts. Damn, Damn. nice. So Pretty close. Pretty close. In 41 
wins, 38. He's only gone the distance three times in his victories. That's a huge knockout ratio, but what you have to take into account is he's Asian, and that doesn't not- count because they're all small. <laughs> <laughs> so is Roman. They're all small. They're 115 pounds. You're saying that every Roman man is small? <laughs> That's racist towards Italians. But I'm, you're Italian, Adam. Check your privilege. Okay, they're both they're both five three, by the way. They're both five three. Smaller than me. Uh, the tie the, the tie fighter. <laughs> The, the Tie Fighter, the huh? Wayne okay, Gibb. okay, Star Wars. Hold on, give me the give me the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Gig is a southpaw. That's good. That's actually interesting. The thing. So you have Roman against a southpaw, and he's he, shoot romp rats. A, south, <laughs> a southpaw fighter who has a lot of power. So is Roman going to be as aggressive as usual? We've seen Roman. He's always aggressive. That's that's just who he is. He wants he's to Russian. Be- <laughs> You're thinking Romanian? No, Rome, just Roman is a Russian name usually. And we're at 115? And it's funny to so, see. That's the thing. Aggressive. It's like the fans are going to see the, both of these first two fights are at fucking 115. So the winner's like, we should, they should fight. It's a showcase. So Gonzalez, little Chocolatito! Chocolatito! I love saying that. He's, he's going to be say. fighting a guy who's a, a big puncher and a southpaw. And that could be really dangerous. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's like the word chocolate. He's, he's already like, he's already fighting out of his weight. He's already fighting out of his weight. Yeah. Like, like I, I I want him to be the greatest. So I really I love that he's taking these type of fights because he's pushing himself. He he's he's at a higher weight class than he should be at, and, he, and he's challenging himself. And I love that. But I think that opens him up to a lot of opportunities to be knocked out. I just don't know if he's felt this type of power. I agree, and um, like he got f- marked up pretty bad by Quadras, and Quadras isn't a known puncher. He's a good puncher, absolutely. And if you get hit by a no, like not a known puncher, it's like imagine getting hit by someone who's actual puncher boxer. Get he didn't, fucked up. You he got marked up. He didn't get wobbled though. He wasn't like seriously hurt. I think. The, but the thing is, Mark Ash, Trick Ash, the last like <laughs> last two fights have gone the distance. He was on like yeah. a twelve fight knockout streak, twelve knockouts in a row. Then he went the distance twice. At this weight class, and now he's fighting this guy who's a legitimately hard puncher and a southpaw. And Roman likes to lean forward because he's so aggressive. He leans forward and comes at you. It means him really open to a southpaw left, or even worse, a left uppercut. Well, I mean, come on. He he's got to know that. He's got to know that coming into it. So there's no way he's gonna be as aggressive. With the left, even worse. There's no way he's gonna be as aggressive. Fucking hit with an alt right. I understand that, that he still has that. to be himself. He still has to be somewhat, but like he's not gonna put himself out there like he did. With I Paul I agree Christ. that he sh- like he shouldn't be as aggressive, because he was so aggressive and like he's fighting these bigger guys, and he's not quite used to it. Like there's a like you can look you can see the size difference in his last two fights. Yeah. It's it's very visible that he's smaller than these guys. To us it seems like a small like the numbers are a small difference, but if you look at the two fighters in the ring, there is a big difference. It's like this guy does not look like he belongs in this weight class, but he's winning these fights because of how talented he is and how determined he is, his incredible conditioning and the fact that he doesn't leave himself open. He has a great defense even when he's being aggressive, and he throws these beautiful, really interesting, complicated combinations that break his fighters And this down. is why I can't fight because they're like, this small kid shit me winning, shit, but I'll win it all. And that's why I can't <laughs> be fighting. Can he Karate Kid is named after me. Can he have yeah. him? Can he not be the aggressor? Can he not be the guy that we know who Chocolate to is? Can he actually just be a boxer? Here's the thing. is I don't think you have to, like move backwards to be the boxer you can be moving forward and still outbox your opponent and i think he will do that i think if the smart thing to do is to be smart not be overly the smart aggressive, thing to do is to be smart but come, that's what happens but, but come yeah it is thank you play. thanks it's like there's so much <laughs> to not be greedy, shit. <laughs> you can't, be greedy. <laughs> i'm just gonna edit that part simply that part out <laughs> 
the smartest you're, way to the smartest thing to do is just to be smart. It's be smart in <laughs> in the fact that you're not gonna just think like he. I think he's realized by this point he's not gonna just knock this guy out at 115. He's not gonna be just destroying these guys as he was in the other weight classes. He was like I remember like the first time I ever watched any footage of Chocolatito, he was just like one shot just annihilating his opponents. It was ridiculous how easily he was walking through these guys. But he's at a much bigger weight class. Thanks fighting much bigger guys. I think he realizes now that he can't walk through them. And he is going to be a little more cautious, and he's gonna because he does have incredible technique. That's he's not number one pound for pound in the world just because he knocks everybody out. He gets that way because of his skill level. I think he's his skill is astronomically higher than his opponent this coming week. Nice. I think he can outbox him. Who knows about the knockout? I think he can actually win if he's if he's a little more calm and not. He's still going to be aggressive. He needs to be aggressive. That's who he is. He has to be. But they're small. Most of the smaller fighters are a lot more aggressive. That's why the fights are so fucking exciting. Well, I, I definitely think that uh, like it's going to be a fun fight because it's going to be that question of this guy's a big puncher. What happens when this big, this like, actual a hard puncher, a puncher at junior bantamweight hits Chocolatito for the first time? How's he going to react? It's like this is a little more than just a showcase. So I think this is going to be a real interesting challenge. And, of course, if he wins – this fight against Quadras, the rematch is right there looming, or Naoye Inui is right there. You have the say top of the division. Um, say it again. Um, Hold on, Chris. Now, now, you say that again. I remember Inui from now, the last Inui. fight card that I think Chocolatito was on, and Inui fought as oh, well. We talk, yeah, we talked about it. I feel like you're being uh, aggressive because you keep saying, no. like, it's a big fight, small opportunity. Like, I keep, like, you, I didn't to say me, small opportunity. no, you're saying words that are upsetting towards <laughs> Chocolatito, I think. <laughs> making fun I, of his, I, I, I think making so. fun of his stature. Yeah, in yeah, your, the, in your, is in your ways, words is, of encouragement. It's a it, big fight for you. It's huge. You're gonna be great. Yeah. It's, it's a real giant. When it's, a tall it's a taller, bro. It's a taller, bro. You know, don't be so small-minded when you're when you're thinking about this big fight. <laughs> is Anawu also at one fifteen? Yes, he's the number one fighter in the division. Damn, that's awesome. They're, the championship is vacant. So, and they are number one and number two. So, Chocolatito gets past this. He has the option, either fighting Inoue, which I know he wants, and getting the undisputed championship, and then he gets the rematch. That's the perfect way to do it. I agree. Is to win that title, and then like, oh, I'm the champ. I got the undisputed belt, and now I'm going to get that rematch. The one guy who deserves the rematch. You know Inoue wants this. You know he wants this. I just thought, like, I'm done with the Chocolatito doesn't need to move up anymore. <laughs> he could stay at 150 for a while, dude. He does. He should. You should. Please, like, I, stop moving. Because at 118, get a little too dangerous. Like, seriously. So, like, to me, I feel like if it was if we were in Turkey, like, how do you say chocolate in Turkish? <laughs> and it'd be chocolatito or something like that. Yeah. Something like chocolate. Chocolatito. Like, okay, chocolatito. yeah, spread it on. No, chocolatito. Like, <laughs> no, wait, that's well, that was racist. <laughs> Super racist. <laughs> that's a Turkey, not fucking Japan. <laughs> 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 That was racist, man. That's a tricky. That fucking jazz. <laughs> fucking Asians, Chris. You're the one who hates Asians. You, yeah, you shot the fuck you, Chris. He was Thank you for pointing at me this whole time. But one of my favorite fighters is Asian. He's half Asian. Get Fact. I'm talking about and he's dead. Triple G. <laughs> oh. he's half Asian? Triple G. Is Triple G is Korean. He's he's yeah. His mother is Korean. Did not know that. I told you that's because you're racist. But that's that's where the main event you is. You can't see the Asian on his and, face, and that is what just fucking puts th- this card so over the top because of that. Because it's Triple G. He's ex- every one of his fights is exciting, even if people say, "Oh, he's kind of overrated." Who's he fought? Oh, he's gotten canned. Every, every guy in the top ten, like all, like he's 
He's wiped out. Like when he first came to the U.S., he his first opponent was a top ten guy. Then he fought another top ten guy, top five guy, top five guy, top five guy. He's beating all the best middleweights. People are t- giving him shit for his opponents. Like he's fighting the best fighters who will actually get in the ring with him. He he chased Sergio Martinez. Martinez ducked him. He chased Miguel Cotto. Miguel Cotto ducked him. He's chasing Canelo. Canelo is still reticent about fighting him. Like he's yeah, trying Canelo's to these fights. Still ducked. Oh, I think Triple G is a genius because he's Asian, right? He acts like he's Russian, and then he says. I got Mexican he's, style. He's and those apparently, are the, he also those, beats his girl. Those are all the. Hey, you know it's coming. Those are all <laughs> the three most powerful countries: Russia, <laughs> China, and Mexico. <laughs> boom! Like he has. And they also suppress women. He's, no, he's he's <laughs> Kazakh and Korean. Don't call him different Learn, get education. Don't call him Kazakh. That's like saying he's Jew. He's a Jew. Like, <laughs> no, it's not at all. Oh, it's not. Get education. Oh, so being a oh, Jew is not a thing. It's he's no, from, he's from no, Kazakhstan. You're, 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 uh, no, what is it? Andy? And he has a Mexican style. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mexican style. <laughs> if you're Jewish, you have Mexican style. <laughs> but that's the thing. It was funny. Like if you watch, like the tw- the first episode of Twenty Four Seven is on YouTube right now. It's fucking hilarious because Abel Sanchez, his trainer, who's Mexican, and gave him the me- Mexican style. He molded him into a Mexican style fighter, and they just eat Mexican you got food the every day. Like, he's he's in still training. Candy there. <laughs> he's in training camp. He's supposed to be like, make sure. Me- Watch your weight. He's like, oh yeah, I'm weighing already. I already at 160. I'm already perfect. But I love this food. It's Abel's fault. He takes me here to this food. I love he this. Takes food. He takes me beans and rice. He gives me chili and fucking watermelon that I like. He's, he's like, what's his fight? He's, 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 okay, he's eating like fajitas and shit. What's why he has Mexican style because 160. That's why he said he has Mexican style because he's eating Mexican food. <laughs> That's what, one of the cooks is like, he Three, says he fights Mexican nine. style, but now we're going to feed him Mexican style. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, that's, um, I love it, though, because Mexican style is my favorite cuisine. <laughs> dude, that's fun. And so, Asian and, cuisine. Dude, how is it not the Asian best? and Mexican cuisine are two favorites. Not even Dottie even Joe. It's my favorite. Both of those well, are my Mexican favorite Well, Mexican is the best. Okay. I mean, it, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that later. Thai food talk. Have you, have, you, have you ate Thai food? No, Thai food. <laughs> That food's great. I don't There's do ramen. curry. Sorry, curry sorry. makes my butthole itch. There's a ramen place. I would like for us to go out together to go to this ramen place. It's right downtown. It's a rom- real ramen place. Real fucking good. Dude, ramen Japanese. loves me the real wrong way because I can literally get it for 47 cents. No, you're wrong. Cents. Just because ramen rubs you the rear round ray doesn't mean, <laughs> doesn't mean that it's bad. I'm talking real fucking ramen, homeboy. That's real fair. shit. I haven't had real that ramen. That real shit. It's like saying you fucking Panda Express. I don't like Chinese food because Panda Express sucks. Fair. You, that's what you're saying. Fair. 49 or, cents. Or saying that Mexican food sucks because Taco Bell sucks. Fair. But Taco Bell's awesome, so I know Mexican food is on another fucking level. <laughs> that's how I know. Uh, said the whitest answer. Uh, no <laughs> way. Anyways, Taco no. Bell. I'm saying awesome. we should go together. Dog. Okay. okay. All right. So let's get My to bad. the fights. Okay. So you already asked us on the date. We said yeah. Ramen. We already said yeah. Roman and ramen. We're talking the same thing. Okay. So. Triple G, we all know he's exciting, and every one of his fights has been fun to watch. But here's the thing. He's facing Daniel fucking Jacobs, who is probably the most skilled and talented fighter that he's been able to get in the ring so far. Did he call him out at all? Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He everybody, everybody in the... He's called out everybody. He's talk, like, there was negotiations with Jacobs for a minute, and that guy kind of fell apart, and then it came back up, and Jacobs was like, no, I want this fight. Like, oh, that's cool. What are, we at? what are we at? What are we at? What are we this is at a middleweight. This is the middleweight championship. Like Not the actual championship, but it's the middleweight uh, fight. So I, the weight I, I class, need you to give me numbers, weight, please. The weight class is 160 huh? pounds. Jacob nutted up though a little bit, right? Because everyone else is dodging. Yeah. Everyone else is running away from me. He's like, no, wait, fuck that. Wait, I'll fight Triple G. Jacob's not weight usually middleweight? He is. He's a middleweight uh, title holder. So did he ask uh, Gennady to well, come up or come down? Sorry, I pulled No, no, no. Here's what happened. So, no, Gennady's been at middleweight oh, okay. his entire career. And so has Jacob's. 
But uh, Gennady's been around for a while, and all the champions, the guys who hold the legit, not a title, but the legitimate lineal championship. Like when when uh, Gennady first came over, like I said, Martinez, Sergio, Sergio Martinez was the champ, lost to Dakota, who lost to Canelo. Uh, the man who beat the man, all that, all that nonsense. But uh, right now, Daniel Jacobs, uh, he was a contender for a while. Daniel Jacobs has an incredible, inc- absolutely incredible backstory. Uh, and I think two th- and like a couple, just a couple years ago, he was anointed a prospect of the year, undefeated guy, really fucking talented. It's just like this you guy was like, gang? what? Sorry, biker gang. You said prospect. Sorry, I apologize. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah it, was, it was 2009. It was 2009 prospect of the year. And I was like, this kid has a bright future, undefeated. He's got a good power, really good boxing skill. Then in 2010, the same year that Gennady came over to the U.S. and fought Gregor's Proxa, that same year, uh, Daniel Jacobs is training for a fight against uh, Dmitry Parag. And it's an undefeated uh, Russian fighter with you know huge power and everything. And he was like, I just gotta. This is the biggest fight of my career. And he's trying to get focused on the fight. And then his grandma, who raised him like a mom, died, and it, it fucked him up. And he was unfocused, and it ruined, it messed him up a little bit. And then when he fight Perog, he got knocked out by one big right hand, just dropped him. And it was. But the thing is, it wasn't just a one lucky punch, because you could tell in the fight that Daniel Jacobs was having a lot of trouble with Dimitri. And it seemed like he was being overpowered, like the guy was too strong for him physically, and he was wearing on him. And Jacobs kind of panicked and got caught with a big right hand, and he was out. After that, he's like, "I need to rebuild myself. I need to take my loss into into like you know in proper perspective." He actually went overseas and like hung out with soldiers and like was teaching boxing to soldiers, and the soldiers were teaching oh, him how to that's shoot cool. and all this stuff. And like, he's how you shoot, right? You look at this scope. Anybody brown, you kill. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> So he knows, but uh, and uh, here's what's a soldier here's way, the thing. Right? Here's the thing is uh, he got getting really sick. He didn't. He can understand. And his leg went numb. He started walking with a cane. What? He didn't know what was going on. Wait, it wasn't like uh, Judenna. It was like a real like, <laughs> like he wasn't like gay. No, he needed like, the cane. Started rapping. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he went to. The, it turns out that he like. Oh, I just got that reference. It turns out he went to the hospital and he has he had a fucking tumor. Attached to his spine, oh si- the size of a softball, they say. No way. My dad had one in his throat, but he didn't take care of it. <laughs> and they said, like, he went to the... the size of a softball in his throat? No, bigger than the soft. I mean... It was a... It's a whole... But, uh... Yeah. They said that... You don't matter. We're talking about fighting. He, he showed... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. But, uh, Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, so Jacob Joel, 90 bucks. <laughs> Jacob, he did owe Joe. He still owes Joe. He owes money. Joe 90 bucks. Joe's going to come after me. I know it. <laughs> Listen, you, your dad's you inherited, me 90 you bucks. inherited your father's debt. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, Jacob's, he went to the hospital on, a, on Friday and figured all this out, got MRI, and they said, you probably wouldn't have made it to Monday. Oh, fuck, dude. So, and they basically, like, he was basically paralyzed, and he had to work on, and, like, they spent, like, a bunch of surgeons spent, I think it was six hours getting this fucking tumor off of his spine. He has this giant scar going down his back, and they said that, like, you're going to be lucky to walk. You should probably forget about fighting. Vinny Panzanza, perfect Don't exa- think same it, yeah, thing, right? Exactly. It's very similar. The doctor's telling you, you're not going to fight again. Forget about fighting. Boxing is the craziest thing because it's the only time I've ever seen two people who are so powerful and so passionate about one thing. They're like, no, fuck that. That's my life. That's that's, that's what I love to do. I'm going to kill two my... Two stories. It's like, I, I, gotta, I would how, rather die. How does a sport have two... 
Like more, I guarantee it's more of, than that. I guarantee yeah, it's more but, than that. But two people said you're not going to even walk again, and they're so passionate about their own sport. Not only do they walk again, but they go back to the fucking sport. As a, that's so unreal. To and me, here's dude. it's it's, so it's, crazy, it's absolutely man. amazing. No, it's like yeah. it's, it's, it's beautiful. So his cancer was is, is he beat, he basically beat it. It's in remission, and like so he's fine. And 17 months later, 17 months later, after I said you're never going to fight again, maybe you'll walk. He was back in the ring. And ever since then, ever since fucking Dude, beating... That's a year and a half. That's he's a year and a half. He li- not even that long. Exactly. Not exact, Chris. Hold on. <laughs> he, he, he literally, like, he lost, he lost the only parental figure of his life. He got knocked out for the first time in his career, even though he was on top of the world. Then he got fucking spine cancer. And what does he do after those three horrible things? He says, all right, I'm going to beat cancer's oh, wait, ass. Wait, hold on. Please tell me that this isn't his first fight off of all of this. Oh, no, no. Listen, I'm, I'm going to get to there. 17 months later. No, but after if it can, was, you would win still listen, because you don't want to beat a cancer survivor's after he, ass. <laughs> after he beat cancer's ass, 17 months later, he's in the fucking ring again. 17 rounds with cancer. <laughs> and since, and he got, he scored nine knockouts in a row. Whoa. And I got to remind you about something. Before that first loss, he was starting to go the distance. Like they stepped up his opposition and he was having a harder time getting knockouts. And now all of a sudden, he has more focus than ever. He's been to the door, the, the, the death's door. He saw it. He looked death in the fucking face and said, fuck you, I'm going back. Not today. Not you took today. my grandma. <laughs> fuck you. But not today. I'm fighting Triple G. <laughs> and he came back he, and like he finally he got a title shot. And he came back strong. <laughs> he fought against a guy who held a title. His name was Peter Quillen, who was undefeated, a big puncher, a Cuban fighter, who they were talking, they wanted they wanted him to fight Triple G, and there's a lot of problems in negotiation. He held a title for a while. He had a bunch of defenses. Correct. But he's also from he's like fights out of Brooklyn. Uh uh Danny Jacobs fights out of Brooklyn. Like, fuck that. Put that fight together, a, a fucking Brooklyn fight fest or whatever. The, the fight happens, and Daniel Jacobs fucking, like, feeling the intensity of the moment. This is the biggest stage he's ever been on, but he's not crumbling under pressure. He's felt way worse in his fucking life recently, and he pounces on Quillen and fucking beats the shit out of him and gets a stoppage in the first round oh, and becomes first? a title holder. And he's, it's, like, official, like, oh, yeah, he's, he's top three middleweight right now. <laughs> like, that, that's clear. Daniel Jacobs earned the shot. He's now uh, 32 wins. One loss, but with 29 knockouts. Damn. That's insane. He's Dude, in the... did him not dying give him a resurgence? It had to be. It hey, had... hey, God, ask Andre Ward, bro. God, it's God, That's right? what I'm saying. Like, when, I, think, no I, think, I think before his loss, he was feeling a little – he wasn't used to the pressure yet. Perhaps the year, like, and these new things, he was having a hard time acclimating. And then, of course, with the death of his grandma – the fact that he lost, so that's out of the way. You've already got a loss, so like that pressure of being undefeated's off, and then beating oh, fucking sure, cancer and losing like, your grandma—that's the biggest loss, <laughs> even before. Can- yeah, like, like what? What could possibly like? What could possibly scare you now? You not beat triple death. G. You beat fucking death. Like, what's more? How are you gonna feel more pressure than going into surgery and you might die in surgery because they're fucking with your spine? You beat death now. You beat Mexican death. So now he's he's laying it all on the line in his fights now, and he scored ten knockouts in a row, and that's why we are now who we are. Thirty-two wins, twenty-nine knockouts. Ten, ten in a row. Ten, ten, a fucking ten. And it's like you want Jacobs to to win it all and everything, but the problem is triple G. Come on, (laughs) he's fighting Gennady Golovkin, who 
is 36 and 0 with 33 knockouts. 23 knockouts in a row. Listen, I don't Let's want to, I don't want to kill you. Hold on, no, hold on. I don't want to kill you. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. You almost died. I don't want your, spine. Your, I don't break your spine. Your nana died. Your nana died. I don't need you to join her. Okay? So I need you to stop <laughs> fight. Russian Give me your money. And you stop fight. That's it. Okay, this is no. not game. This is not cancer. This fight. <laughs> is, okay, my first, as a fight fan, it, my first question is, 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 is this a real fight? This is a fucking legitimate fight. This is totally real. Like, like I said, Daniel Jacobs has been is better than ever, and he's really shown that he's like a top fighter. Like the way he beat Peter Quill and the way he's beaten all these contenders, like he is legitimately a very top fucking middleweight, and he's going to provide a lot of danger because he's not going to be scared. A lot of these guys who fought Triple G, like they were a little worried, and when they felt his power, they kind of retreated. Kell Brooks stood in the trenches and traded with him and actually got some success. Same with uh, Dominic Wade. I like you say trenches because it's such a war. I love it. Like that, that that feeling. Like when you say in the trenches with him trading shots. To me, it's like it's a war going. And that's on what it has to be. But Gennady wasn't so cool. really affected by oh, not at all. strikes at all. And, and, and I, 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 no, I, 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 the American. He's the American in the war. Right I really there. hope that doesn't everything. happen again because. Like, that's I the thing. Daniel like... Jacobs is a lot harder puncher, and that's what convinced him to sign the fight. Was like his friend was calling him saying. Kell Brook is exposing Triple G right now. He's exposing Triple G. And Dan Jacobs is like, here's the thing. I'm a lot harder puncher than Kell Brook. If Kell Brook can do that to him, I could do worse. And oh, well, Okay, shit. that's fair. That's fair. But I think Gennady knows that. I think Gennady knows that he's a much harder fucking striker. So he's not going to take those strikes. Exactly. And I think Gennady's going to go that left hook to the body all day. And that's how he ends it. Because that, that's what to remember. Clearly, with, with Triple G's fights and what he's won so far, he's not a dumb fucking fighter. He's not going to assume he's going to win. He's not going to be cocky like Joe Lewis. But, not doing but the he invites the fight. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He did get a little cocky against Cal Brook. And he just he came in like, here's a welterweight. I beat you. I show you. I show you. I walk in. I fight. Ding bell. Ding bell. I win. I watch <laughs> I crazy fight. We do crazy fights. Big drama show. And he got caught with shots. He comes but, in with that same mentality and gets knocked Remember when he fought David Lemieux? Arguably a harder puncher than Triple G himself. David Lemieux was an enormous puncher in the same weight class, David Lemieux. And when he fought him, he didn't go out there trying to swing wild shots. He out-jabbed him. Immediately in the first 30 seconds, remember, we're talking about, like, oh my god, the jab, look at look, look what he's doing with the jab, he's focusing on the jab, he's outboxing, that's what's gonna be, the, that's gonna, that's telling the fight right now, the fight's over already. He knows his opponent. And he's, he's, he's cautious, and he knew he had to be smart, the jab was landing, he stuck with the jab, and I think he's going to try and box with Jacobs a little bit, but Jacobs is probably going to want to, like, I don't know, like, I feel like they're both gonna start boxing, but at the end of the day, because of their both of both of their mentality, because they both hold so much power, it's gonna be that thing I've talked about before. It's like this is a fight. We're gonna go to a place together. We're gonna go to a deep, dark place. And if you can't go as deep as I can, if you can't go to that dark place as long as I can, if you blink, I am going to win. Because I am willing to die. Dude, honestly, do you see it going twelve rounds? Hold on, Max. Max, hold on. Dude, I don't see it going 12 rounds. Chris, I don't see it. I tell you. Chris, I show you. Okay, my style. I don't fight 12 rounds. I try 12 rounds. Chris, Chris, with Murray. Murray. I fight him 11 rounds. That's all he could go. I easy on him. 
Easy. I took easy on him. His and name, he did not make it at 12. His name Daniel Jeremy. Jacobs. Daniel Jacobs. I don't go easy. Chris. Daniel Jacobs, great fighter. Chris. Daniel Jacobs, Daniel Jacobs, great fighter. Chris. I go 100%. Not great to fight. I box. I say, Coach, Coach he, says, Dude, he what says, are the odds on this? Chris, his name is Jacob. He says, My name is Triple G. He says, He's a G. G, you box. Okay, don't crazy fight. I said, Yes, Coach. I box. I box him. I beat him. That's it. I got. I beat Jacobs. I beat Midweight Championship. Roll credits. <laughs> That's a fucking movie right there, dude. Are you kidding me? It's it's really hard to root for Triple G when Daniel Jacobs beat cancer. Triple G. <laughs> think about that. Triple G. That sounds like that's like like that's a gangster right there. It's like Jacobs, really, an old little white kid from the suburbs. Like fuck you. And like I um one one of his fights, he says uh like I think he was talking about Canelo. He's like, or maybe Curtis Stevens. I don't remember which, but he's like. What do you think about blah blah blah? He goes, oh, I like him. He's a good boy. You know, he's okay fighter, but like, I beat him. And it's like, he's, and people start calling, oh, good, that's good like, boy, right? That's what his nickname should be. Is Gennady Good Boy Golovkin? <laughs> Isn't that what they started calling him afterwards? Oh, that's or? what that's what a couple of writers did, but didn't, but people, but he still goes by Triple G. Triple G is on like all of his shoes and his and his fucking dude, an trunks. Dude, dude, he called his own nickname. Dude, that's a bet. That's a bet to me, dude. He called easily his own, put a hundred dollars on Jacobs. Sorry, Put $100 on Jacobs. If you win, you literally win $500. I think uh, Daniel Jacobs can definitely hurt Triple G. I think he could. I, I am not signed on Triple G steamrolling this fight. Oh, I'm no, not it's signed. not a. No, no, no. Daniel Jacobs can box. Like, we've seen him. He can move, actually. He has pretty good footwork. He can jab well. But Gennady has a better jab. Like you said, it's an actual fight. This is a fight. This it's not, not a showcase. It's not just a good. Like he has a. It's, it's a heavy, heavy jab. It's like a fucking sledgehammer. It's like a power punch with his jab, and he's sharp with it. He has good, solid defense when he's actually thinking about it. He's got great footwork. His footwork is phenomenal. It does. It's not like talked about as much as Loma is, of course, because his his no, because Loma he glides. It's different. He's a yeah, fucking ghost. Yeah. Like, it, it's like Chris different. TV was saying. Like Chris TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, like, but Gennady does so good with his footwork. He knows exactly when to move out, move back up just enough. He's always coming. Forward, but he knows exactly when to take one half step backwards so you regret trying to throw a punch and then he capitalized with that jab then that left hook to the body he knows how to get you in the perfect position so he can always throw a shot he's always on balance so he's never like winging or something wild he can always get you to a corner he can always get you to the ropes he can get you where he wants you to be to throw those he's shots ring generalship he has great ring he, generalship remarkable clearly. ring generalship exactly he's controlling the outcome whether like everywhere he wants it to go it's it's a chess match, but he's controlling but come your pawns. Jacob he's controlling has that your pieces. Passion. Jacob that's, has that's the that thing. Because like, you never know. Look normally, at, look normally at you would want to say, like, okay, so D Jacob, maybe do something like Thurman did. Earn the respect early. Go in the trenches a little bit like Kell Brook and throw those shots. Hurt Gennady, earn the respect, and then box. But the problem is, you're just going to make Gennady mad. <laughs> so, like, he's going to You don't want to see him mad. We said that earlier. <laughs> when he gets mad, like, you see some shit. I think I've seen him mad so far once in a fight, and that only ended bad for the other fighter. <laughs> Every fight ends badly for the other fighter. But, uh, That's but, we, true. but we could be wrong, just like when we called out the retirement. Dude, uh, I'm fucking. I we, okay, so the, right now we're this not, is like pro Gennady. This is pro Gennady. I'm, I'm, I'm not leaning towards Jacobs, but like I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm legit. I'm legit in the middle. That's because Chris, Chris, but that's only because Mexican of the story style. you told me. <laughs> he wanted you to be in the middle. Yeah. Ooh, he, ooh, he, he, don't of course he did. Of course he did. Realize who you're talking to. I'm a storyteller, guys. Uh -huh. So, so I'm rock, glad rock you gave me out of here, piece of shit. I'm glad you gave me this story because uh, it's Mexican storytelling. <laughs> I, I think that like like the idea that come on, like, would you be mad if Jacobs won? 
It'd be hard to be mad at him, dude. It'd be really hard because it's like you beat the boogeyman. You beat Baba Yaga. You did it. <laughs> dude. That would be no and a casual oh, a casual oh, you, say, no, you, say, dude, you say no Daniel Jacobs isn't the fucking bookie man. He's the man you call to kill the fucking bookie man. And it's it's just like a casual fan would be upset about their fighter fucking losing, but Adney has such an appreciation for it. When we were watching the Andre Ward and Kovalev fight too, he was sitting there like we had we had people in front of us like, Oh, you fucking you see this and that, you see this and other people going against it and Adney's explaining both sides to them. He's the judge. Because Adney was saying watches like, and yeah. everybody else feeds on their emotions. Oh yeah, There's it's, it's confirmation bias, one hundred percent. And Adney's like, No, listen, you see he landed up no, do you see he landed this? Like he's explaining both sides of the story and it's up to you to make the decision from both so- stories being told. And I think that's what's very important. As a casual fan, you're more willing to root for your superhero, you're willing, you you want to root for the good guy. And that's what you don't like, want to root for the guy that's that what is like, against your your good guy is the enemy, and so that's what's very important about you reading. And that's what like commentators are supposed to do. And like what sucks no is bias. most. Like, that's what sucks about like casual fans are used to football, basketball, where the commentators are dog shit. That I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but they're so annoying. And that's what most sports fans hate commentators, and they put that shit on mute or something. And uh, but boxing fans know that like motherfuckers like Jim Lampley, boxing fans are fucking know. amazing. They know. <laughs> they know. They know that lamps is lamps is reliable. Lamps. Everyone knows lamps. Everybody knows lamps. Great grandpa's lamps. Everybody <laughs> knows lamps. But I th- I think it's very fucking important that you can't have a bias. And I think Joe Rogan touched on it perfectly when he talked about calling fights. And he has friends, and he's like, oh, did you see him get hit with that? And his friends like, dude, really? And it's like, hey man, I can't be biased in there. I have to call it like I see it. Joe Rogan is a perfect example of calling a fight like he sees it. He will go against a friendship to call exactly what he sees. And there is no bias. I'm not calling bullshit on you. I'm not saying on you. Well, Joe, well, no, no. Joe admits, even on this podcast, he said, I have friends that will get mad at me for calling a fight that they're losing. I will say like, oh, look at this, look at that. If he calls out mistakes. He had a bias in this last one. He loved the point fighting of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson because he comes from a background of Taekwondo. I didn't mean to get you started, but listen, but listen, I'm not saying that. I'm saying in general, in general, Joe Rogan says he will, it doesn't matter, friend or Friend or foe, doesn't really matter. <laughs> he will call it like he sees it because that's what he needs to do as a commentator. And that's what commentators need to do. They can't pick it like, I'm going to say he hit him here because I got money on this fight, Jim. Like, they can't <laughs> have that. It's honesty. You got to be honest. And that's what I, like, Adney needs, we need to get a hold of somebody so Adney can judge the fight. It's it's all about. I wouldn't want to judge a fight. No, you wouldn't because you'd be like, he's biased as fuck, Triple G all the way. <laughs> I'd rather commentate. I think it'd be fun. But anyways, yeah, I think commentating would be fun. But I don't want to judge a fight. I think that Triple G will win the fight. Um, but Do you think he gets a knockdown? A knockdown. I didn't say knockout. I said knockdown. That's the thing, though, because Triple G has won a bunch of fights by just beating the shit out of guys and not actually dropping them. Like, he didn't actually drop Kell Brook. He didn't actually drop David Lemieux. He just beat the living shit and broke faces like literally they wanted to drop because he was fucking them up and he and it made them freeze and not be able to do anything they're just trying to survive that's what happens when guys fight triple g is they feel his power and they go into survival mode do you honestly think jacobs is gonna do the same thing 
I think Triple. I don't think Jacobs is gonna get scared in the ring. I think he's actually gonna win rounds. He's gonna pile up rounds. He's gonna be. I think he's gonna hurt Triple G at some point in this fight with that right hand. Triple G's gonna come in, landing the jab. He's gonna do the jab, and Jacobs is gonna counter over that jab. Cause sometimes Triple G can leave that left hand like a little bit lazy. I've seen it. I've and the right hand it. comes over with the top. Mediocre fighters. He's I've so tough it. that he's able to take it from other guys, and he does that thing where he like takes it and then he waves you in. And he nods at you. Goes, come on. Mexican more, style. More. Come on, Mexican Me- style. Yeah, Mexican fist bump. J- Jacobs isn't gonna play that shit. Jacobs <laughs> isn't gonna play it. Exactly. <laughs> He's gonna be like, no, hey, guess what? I'm a boxer. Jacob don't bitch. play that shit. Jacob, Jacob don't play that. Jacob's shit. like, you want to invite me in a punch? Here Dude, you, this is that right hand, left uppercut, right hook, and next thing you know, Triple G is a little wobbling now. No, no, Triple G is a little wobbling. And that's why people need to watch it because this is an actual fight. Okay, been, so who you got? We've been talking Triple G I'm, for so long. I'm, p- I'm picking Triple G to win the fight. I think even though Daniel Jacobs is gonna mount the offense he's gonna win rounds he's gonna hurt triple g at some point he's gonna make triple g dig deep and have to pull out like either either his next level boxing skill or get in war oh, have sorry. we yes, seen Chris, that yet use the bathroom? have we sorry. seen have we seen that yet from triple g we haven't seen triple draw really have to f- ba- like the closest to adversity we got is when uh kel brook rocked hit him with that left uppercut and his legs Moved a little bit. He, his legs got a little jiggly. But what he do? He waved him in and started pounding him. Kell Brook won that round. But then that's the only yeah, round that Kell Brook won. And Triple G came back and broke his orbital <laughs> bone. Like he broke the left side of Kell Brook's face. He rocked but the Kell Kel Brook's dude. a fancy fighter. He is. He that that's who yeah. Kell Brook. You're right. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the guy who Triple G's facing now is is. is but the thing is, he still Jacobs the, is a fighter. But who, like he's gonna take you to the to the realm. Has has you almost said take you to the ground? But this is I no, said no, realm. I, I said realm. Has Triple G been no. taken to that dark Triple G, realm? Triple G has never been taken to that realm. And that's Jacob. Jacobs kind of loves. The Jacobs dark gonna realm. take him down that ladder, realm, boy. Triple, tri- uh, Daniel Jacobs hasn't been in that realm in a lot of fights. He's not like this guy who goes to war in every fight because he just beats you up. Because he's also really skilled. But the fact that we know that he's faced fucking the he death's door. He looked death in the face and he came back and won 10 knockouts. In Not today. <laughs> Not today. What do we say to the god of death? But at a certain point when your head thing, so disconnects think... from your body, you still get knocked out. No so no matter if you've yeah. caught in the realm so, so or not. So here's the thing is that... Kell Brook got that success. Yeah, because Death looked at Triple G. He's like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> when, uh, it's Max. Max when, is Death Star. Is immortal style. I don't know. That's freight. That's Mortal pussy. Kombat style, Max. Death is ginger pussy. Did you play Super, <laughs> Super Nintendo style, Max? <laughs> but uh, so when Kell Brook got that success, when he he dug his toes into the canvas and let those punches fly. And that's what Jacobs is going to do. He's going to do that at some point. And he's going to be able to catch Gennady. So he's going to be there. He's going to be willing to go to war. Gennady might just be like, oh, you want to go to war? I'll bo- I box. I box you. <laughs> or he might say, fuck it, and go to war with him. We haven't seen Gennady have to dig super deep in a war when he's getting when he's taking a lot of punishment. Gennady has never taken a lot of punishment in any of his yeah. fights. Jacobs has been knocked out. He hasn't taken a lot of punishment, but he has been knocked out. It's this really interesting thing where we, th- I, I, I don't, I don't see any quit in Jacobs at all. I haven't, we haven't seen Gennady you think you, in Do you trouble. think Jacobs might come out a little tentative? I think he might. He might. He, I think he will try to come out and box, um, and try to use his, you know, like speed, conditioning, okay. all that stuff to try and outbox Gennady a little bit. But I think that. Gennady's going to catch up with him. He's going to use that jab to disrupt his rhythm, go to the body, all that type of stuff. The body.
body. The body. The body. Go to the body. Go to the Jesse Ventura. <laughs> I have conspiracy tiles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it's a terrific fucking fight. It's gonna get fucking exciting. Uh, there's gonna, there's uh, probably gonna start out a little bit of a boxing match, but it's gonna get into a war. That's how these guys are. That's their mentalities. They got huge power, both of them. It's a terrific, terrific fucking pay per view card. Shigeru ka, shotgun thoughts. Oh, shigeru ka, shotgun thoughts. Oh, kiss eyes and me. All right, I, I might, I might have asked you this one before, but you're gonna answer it, okay? How about none of that? When it's a legit, right. when it's a legit one, then you say no. We've already done that one. But when, when it's, it's legit, you must like, not acquit. That's what I'm, <laughs> I know. Yeah. What I mean. But when it's something like this, then you gotta just go with it, okay? Ninja or a pirate? Would I rather Ooh. be pirate? Because fuck Asians. <laughs> <laughs> Again? Here's why. Here's why. Fuck you. You guys, you guys were so decisive and unanimous that I didn't have an argument. Oh, he's not, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, no. Let me, let me speak because you're going to give a beautiful soliloquy about like why pirates are better than Asians and why they last <laughs> longer. I'm like, in better. the fight, Max, Max, listen, pirates, no, listen, Max. I'm a pirate. Max. I'm a pirate, Max. Pirate this is style. pirate stuff. Seven, Seven seas. Seven seas. I'm not going to be talking about Pearl Harbor, Max. Okay, Listen, um, so the reason I want pirates over everything because <laughs> rape is okay. Okay, let me do mine. Okay. So ninjas what? are kind of bullshit. Right? Because they're ISIS in different because, costumes. <laughs> because listen, you're, you're basically a fucking monk. You have to live like a monk lifestyle, hella boring, in the fucking mountains. If you get a contract, then you silently kill somebody. There's no glory, there's no fun, there's no nothing. Yeah, he went deep. He went glory and monkeys and stuff. <laughs> and fuck, I didn't say monkeys. In so no, mountains. he just went ego, and he has to have an ego if he's killing something. Le- yeah, <laughs> glory, bro. So, do a, I do a podcast. <laughs> See, that's that's where that's that's why he can't be a ninja because he would or he can't be a he would peacock. Like no. I so kill like, all these no, right. that little. That's why I do Here, a podcast. Here's why, pi- the here's why piracy. Oh piracy God. is this. Pir- Listen, pirates actually had equal rights. Like, <laughs> w- women were actually allowed to have, like, fucking, like, control ships and yeah. have actual armies and stuff. There's actual gay marriage on pirate ships. Like, if you had a, like, we're bros, right, bro? Imagine Stevie's the captain, right? And I'm like, I'm, a, I'm worried I'm going to die. I'm dying. I feel like I feel it. Stevie, listen up, Cap. You didn't tell me when I'm I sex in your dead body? <laughs> when I die, I want I want Chris to have all, we're gay married now, so when I die, he gets all my treasure. All my share of all the treasures. He gets all of it. It's like no! life insurance. Stevie gets all the treasure. It's a metaphor. Whoa, 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 no, it's a bit depends on how far we are to see. He's it's the all, <laughs> it's all like, and like so and like there's Oh, like, so I'm the piece of shit because I would give all the rubies no, to no, the captain. If you take, no, he wants to give me the treasure because he's an asshole, but then I'll be a dead guy in the moon. He's the fucking captain. I don't captain. want to be a dead guy in the moonlight, okay? Dead I, I love you. the captain, I've okay? seen Pirates Not of the Caribbean. Not my game lover. I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean, Eddie. Are you trying it's to Caribbean, but whatever. Are you trying to poison me? <laughs> tomato, tomato. So, <laughs> also, pirates, you get to fucking drink, and you get to party, and you, you don't do. just rape. You also just get to fuck. <laughs> you get to fuck. Of course. That's obviously the name of the episode. Like, <laughs> Whenever no, Stevie no, no. does that, that's when you know that's the name of the episode. You don't. 
You don't need to just rape, okay? Like, that's not just. I a can't perk. hear you! Dude, Abby said, like, it's a perk, is what he said. You only get to just rape. Hold on, listen, I know. There's a bonus to it. <laughs> oh my fucking god, the way that he said it was so good. Yeah, he, part, but yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Seven, 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 yeah, but see, he said it perfectly into the mic. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm to say okay, so, so wait, no, 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 I did the same thing. He just put the fucking before the Asian. Like, like you know, Bill Burry's like, he's he's mother, a, he's he's mother, Asian motherfuckers. Oh. And it's like, I said the same thing that Abby. He said, <laughs> but I said these motherfucking Asians like, whoa, 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 what year is this? I did the same thing, but with the word rape. Right. You don't only get to rape McDonald's. Listen, like the way they said it, I feel like you were selling. I feel like you were selling me food. Something about him was like, fucking, come here, come on, sit down, have a cheeseburger, rape, and eat this chicken nugget. And I'm like, all for it. Fuck yeah, get down. And I'm like, listen. Listen, come rape with me, and I'll feed you chicken nuggets. Like, I don't want, I don't want that rape or chicken nuggets. But the way that you said it, you sold me. It really resonated with me. Like, like to yes, I'll buy it. I'm, 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 I'm talking about having a rock wife and a salt wife, and he's over here. Anyways, do the next thing. <laughs> do you do? You're crazy. Next thought. Yeah, I need your fucking crazy. No, no, don't look at my dogs like that. I'm telling you, dude. Dude. You're legit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, hey, Chris, hey, Chris, shut up, shut this your is, mouth, shut up, shut up, shut up, Trump, shut up, Putin shut up, no, no, Putin cell. Don't make me do crazy. it. Ah, I'm just gonna say, ah, okay, You're exactly, crazy. exactly, crazy. Exactly. crazy. Okay, ahead. thank you. Right. Okay, so, quit ninjing up. Stop. Cut his mic. Cut <clears throat> foot cut off or hand? Ooh, foot cut off. I can, I can't jack myself off Dude, my they got, foot. Like, they got pretty good robotic. You still have one hand, but I can. St- I, they got pretty and good the robotic hands. Thing. Got pretty good robotic hands. So you got pretty good robotic legs. Would you rather do this, Abney, or would you like the foot? You could stand on a, you could stand on a gimp. You can could you have walk, a cane. Can you hold on, hold on? Can you work in a line with a gimp? Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll cane it up all yeah. day. I'll shove a foot into my fucking. Yeah, you gimp. probably but can't hands, work in a line without a hand. I can't play guitar. Here's the thing, I can't play guitar. With, with your salary. End of the you... podcast. Great. You want to end the podcast by cutting off my hand? Okay. Fine. That's fine. We literally end everything. Let's get a new. I, yeah, I'd, I'd go with cut my foot off. Yeah. This you is therapy, the bro. You want to yeah. end therapy? I don't think you get. Fine. You wouldn't get as much sympathy, Poon. But the hand or with because, the foot, like, you're with, in a, without the war. <laughs> if you had a, if you had a metal hand, walking around with a metal fucking Luke Skywalker hand. Oh, yeah, hard. Girls are gonna get it. No, they're not. They're gonna be like, you're not figuring me with that thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Girls are gonna love. Come on, flesh melt. But mechanical this is robot finger. Style. This is robot style. A mechanical that finger that, that can be automated. The squirting technique. You need, you need that. I don't. Listen. I already know fucking squirting yeah, but style. Like, imagine, imagine squirting you technique with a robot. robot style. That's fine. I but imagine fingers. if you didn't have personal it, lessons. Okay? It wouldn't. Get, it wouldn't get tired. I taught so you myself. You would need to make a program. No, no, no. No, no, no. You would make a program that was Stevie's finger program, like Edward Norton. But imagine you had fingers to do so. So you're welcome. Most importantly, imagine me hitting you with a left hook with a metal hand. Oh, that's even better! You won't be able to use it in competition, but... That's combat style. Somebody, I'm talking about fingering somebody, style. Somebody, See, now somebody, we're getting into somebody at a bar starts some shit. shit. Wait, exactly. wait, wait, wait. 
But can people that are in robotics can they join sports? Like this is a controversy. That's what I said. You couldn't. This use is it. a controversy. I, I literally just said you couldn't use it in a competition. You have that's not fair. fair. That's not fair. You're judging people that have robot arms. Those are yeah, amputees. You're no, judging no, people no, on who listen. Wait, hold on. Which is something no, you don't do. No, listen, listen. <laughs> These are amputees. You don't know their lives. You don't know like what they are dealing with. You're saying that they can't do sports. What if that's all they knew was boxing, and then they got a metal hand. What what's wrong with you? Why are you judgmental towards them? You'd have to get like a special prosthetic hand that was kind of like a little bit softer, I guess. Oh, so you're special? So you're different? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're not the yeah. same like you and yep. I, or you and yep. I. Yep. But they're yep. different. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Adney's right. more judgmental. Okay. Okay. That's absolutely right. These retards need to be able to fight, Adney. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Would you rather smell like feet? Yep. Or smell like bl. Ooh, smell like feet. Cause whose feet? B.O. No, your fucking feet. B.O. My own your feet. Your fucking B.O. Have you smell my feet, baby girl? God damn, they smell great. B.O. I'll tell you why. Because That's a feet natural is smell. always gross. I'm going but, B.O. too. But B.O. like Feet are always cause gross. Because like, everyone can relate to this. You've been dating someone who said they like your smell even when you're kind of stinky. So well, that's, that's a real thing. Yeah, it's a, it's actually yeah, it's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a science. It's, it's a pheromone. It's a basically a, it's yeah. basically kind of like a pheromone. Whereas, like, you could smell somebody. Except if you're Russian, no one like, likes you. <laughs> you stink. <laughs> you're more and you could you're more attracted to people who smell a certain way. And like they done studies where like they had like a gay dude smell the dirty shirts of like twelve other guys, and he was like the ones he rated the best smelling belonged to other gay dudes. Well, the other guys were straight. So it's like so gay dudes sense, smell a certain. Whoa, whoa, whoa your sense on. of smell. Is oh, getting wait, deep. wait, wait! Are you are you trying to propose Stevie? That no. you can't smell a certain way if you're gay. That's no. what you were no, going no, 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 yes it was. No, yes it was. Nope. Yes, I'm saying that Adney's saying Stevie's that homophobic. all gay dudes smell the same. That's what Adney's nope. saying. No, that's not at all. I don't like that. Not even that's close. Not, that's I didn't say that's that. That's what your fucking nose said. That's what your nose said. You tell me you didn't say that Chris with his nose. He recited a study that said that. He gave Does me, that mean that Adney says that? He wiggled his nose like the Wicked Witch of the East, motherfucker. I saw it. No, he didn't. No, you didn't. That's right. Move on. <laughs> gay dudes smell different, is what he's saying. Gay dudes smell like gay dudes. No. Dude, wait. Guys on, smell like, gay like, guys. like, come on. Let's be real about this. Can you honestly smell a different gay dude? What? You heard what I said. No, what'd you say it again? Can you smell if a gay dude enters the premises? Now, this isn't going to be racist, but it will be It's taken. not racist because Hold it's... Hold on, because I'm going to go on a little tangent. This is going to be taken as racist. Okay. You mean homophobic? No, because I'm going race. <laughs> I'm going race. Yeah, because gay dudes are a different race. Because <laughs> I can't smell gay. I can't smell gay. <laughs> that's a problem. That's why you're that's homophobic. Not, that's not what they smell. It's not like, oh, this one's this one smells gay. I like this <laughs> but, one. But I have to admit, I have to admit, re puts off a certain pheromone she smells that gay? I can smell. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. I guess what I'm getting at is that certain race. Seeing that. Okay. Races smell differently? And that's apparently that's uh, that's not racist. Right. Yeah, that apparently is, that is racist. Apparently that's racist. Saying you smell different. How is that not no, fair? No, I, I, I feel like I feel like yeah, a little bit. But the same, like I don't know. I feel like so every every girl is gonna smell differently. You go walk into the room. That's fair. Okay, it smells that's fair. differently. 
Every girl smells it. You'll walk into the room. You fucking pick up one of their shirts they wore all day. It's got all girls smell really, really differently. It's the pheromone thing again. I think it's just when it becomes to a different race, you notice it more. Come on, like that's fair, right? Like yeah. you can say like, okay, this one might be Asian, this one might be white. This one. I don't like it. Is that racist? I don't. Yeah, it is. But here's the thing. I don't think that if I gave you a bunch of clothes and just had them smell and had you guess the race, I don't think you'd get any of them ooh, right. I don't ooh, think you'd get any of them right. Ooh, ooh, that's fair. It, tur- it turns out you're ooh, all, that's you're fair. All, you're all like, uh. Uh, uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. And they're all wait, white. Wait, wait, hold on. Has, wait, wait, wait. Has this experiment been done yet? I don't know. Are we about to do this <laughs> experiment? Why not? Because you brought, wait, did you bring some clothes over? It's cocoa not butter. Not right now. It smells like cocoa butter. Okay, we that's have fun. To have, we'd have to have, Come like. Come on, that's a thing. Are you, wait, hold on. Are you trying to say that it's not a thing? It's fun to say it isn't a thing. We have to have, a, we have, to have a bunch of different uh, raised girls and have them actually wear a shirt all day long, no deodorant, and like sweat. No, it has in to it. be yeah. no. It has to be no deodorant. It has to be work. It has, has to be exactly. sweaty. We would have to smell some like Lululemon from here, and then smell diamonds from Africa. Like we'd have to smell these things <laughs> to know like where people have come from. You and kill what the smell. conversation because you Why? go to the all day. Honesty. No, bro. you're funny. You can be wrong. You're funny. Honesty. Come on. She smells you, like Mexican you, oh, style. It's not my fault. <laughs> you can't be funny and diverse at the same time. Like, pick one, bro. I pick funny. Okay, <laughs> you and you win. You win at that. So end us out with a funny comment. Okay, you smell gay. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me earlier if I could tell who's gay. Well, I'm smelling you from here, bro. Adam, you got a little, you got a little peppermint. In, I guess here. that is what I was saying, huh? You could <laughs> I tricked you because <laughs> it's not what you were saying, but I molded your mind saying like. But at, like, uh, it wasn't all gays smell the same. At the all same time, smell the same, like at the same time, you could make that argument. So it's like, that yeah. all gays smell the same. No. No. All black people man. smell like jail. Fucked up. Fucked what up. I was saying, what that study shows is that scent is a, is tied directly to attraction. It is. That is true. That's at, at all I was saying. That's a real thing, but I'm making jokes about it because people don't want to hear science. They weird... don't come to us for science, Adney. That's, that's fair. They come to us for Batman and racism. So let's go on that tangent. Let's go on the tangent that you said that uh, that girl might not have smelled great, but there is a guy that seeks that smell, right? Yeah. Are you trying to admit something to us? <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> hey, listen up, Moonlight. Get some clothes. <laughs> Blue, get over here. <laughs> Yeah. That's your I outro you're saying. right there. What's my outro? That's your outro. No, bro. I'm trying to. I'm, trying, I'm trying to listen up and scoot close, baby girl. Get over here. I'm trying to hear some things. I just want to make sure that nobody, everyone smells different because everyone is different. This has been. You got a book? Uh-huh. Do you what? got a book? This yeah. has been the alcohol. It's um. I'm uh, this book this week is Mind Comp by I don't know. You are such a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> 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 this has been a great episode. I'm having fun. You guys have fun. Woo, you have mine! Ooh, yeah, triple G! Get it! Ooh, <laughs> I wanna get a girl like, uh, no, 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 get it, get it! Mm, Look, get he's it. getting all riled up right oh, now. You need to go perform. Next time, no, no, no. Remember how you like kept going out and doing things? You need to go out again. <laughs> Are you talking to me or Ree? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you! <laughs> he's super red in the face right now. It's fun, I'm giving the fucking, I got I got the eyes in the fucking hair. No, you definitely need to go like voice no, it because you, you get me and Addy, and it's just not a fair representation. It's fair because you guys are on the same level, and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to be the audience right now. 
okay? And I'm like, what about Trump? Huh? What about racism? What about <laughs> what about the Stop wall? Spitting on me. What about fucking? What about being native? Huh? Like, what is that? Like, what, I don't know. What about gay guys smelling like gay guys? Huh? <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. He smell like other we literally gays. Just, we literally... That's how you could tell they're gay. <laughs> These gays. G gay, 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 a triple G knows they're g g g gay, triple G. Mm, fuck you, add me. <laughs> no, that's all you get. That's all you get. Chris, add me and me. We I'm actually watching a video of 19 year old triple G right now. Go cocaine. We don't do cocaine because we're not gay. Okay, guys, do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs>